0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Not Dangerous World Podcast this Monday. It's uh, Matt's show, The Great Deception, uh, as you know, runs the fabulous and powerful uh, Monday Night Master Debater show. And we have a good time over there every single week, man. I've been lucky to be on board with that and haven't had time to put out as much kind of like extra fun stuff. You guys know if you've been listening to the show for a little while, I uh, usually will throw some extra content at the beginning of the former the the previous week's episode, so that's what I'm doing here. Uh, Matt invited on Ryan Alexander, really really knowledgeable dude, smart when it comes to um, keeping your health in check and and kind of like this more. Uh, I want to say it's growing in popularity. I hope I hope it is. It's you know looking after your health and getting out of the medical industrial complex as i refer to it and um we always have fun chats every single time um you know not only when he's on but just in general on uh, monday night master debaters there so check it out if you haven't if you haven't i don't even know what you're doing it's been a while that uh that he's been doing that show and i've been on there i think every single episode so you know like i said i'm lucky to do that and very lucky to have you all listening i uh like i said i haven't been as active doing the podcast but that should change we should be uh doing the deep dives more often and uh you know obviously the new show and all this good stuff but um i did want to release this episode and i wanted to talk about something that i found A, a buddy of the show brian i'm trying to pull up this article here sent me some really cool stuff man and he's he seems like a really nice dude he sends me a lot of information and uh you know i look at all of it but some of it i like more and i think merits sharing more than some of the other stuff obviously anytime someone's sharing information it's not always something that i am 100 percent on board with but when it comes to stuff like this uh that i'm going to be sharing with you here and reading i'm going to read a little bit i'm going to talk a little bit give my thoughts Uh, this is scary stuff Um, talking about the World Economic Forum, talking about sharing water in a um, suspicious way. They word these things very nicely, as you know. Um, They can tell you that they're going to kill you, but say it in a certain tone and pitch and market it a certain way, and you're going to be on board with it if you're not kind of tapped in and understanding exactly what the hidden messages behind the meanings are here, or the hidden hidden meaning behind the messages, excuse me. You can tell I haven't been talking for a little while here. Um, it, it, I want you to read, uh, you know, listen to me while I'm reading through this and see what your thoughts are. I'll read through the entire thing and then I'll, you know, kind of give my thoughts and then uh, we'll just see what we think here. But, you know, it, it goes back to the idea of the, uh, you know, the dude from the, the big short, right? This uh, kind of idiot savant. I think he was an uh, autistic dude or has somebody with some kind of weird mental disorder that kind of makes him smart in certain ways and you know maybe a little socially awkward or whatever but this guy called the 2008-2009 financial crisis like almost to the day to the minute this guy has diversified uh, liquidated and he's gotten himself to benefit immensely on fresh water and the resource that is just fresh water looking at it as a commodity rather than just something that we need to live which is terrifying you know like i said it's a scary concept so let's go through it here i'm going to read this article that brian sent it's um from era of light and you know how i feel about anything with light in the title this is satanic shit this is the new age these people are putting this out there in my opinion probably to really kind of disguise the message and kind of shape it in the way that they want Uh, You can see at the top uh, of this website, eraoflight.com, Awaken, a new world is here is their slogan. Uh, You got home, awake, channelings, news, health, disclosure, astrology, science, about and shop. Those are your top tabs on this website. Obviously, the channelings, the disclosure, the astrology, those are the ones that I'm interested in here. So let's read this article from there where they actually do have looks like a 30 minute video which i did watch um there's a panel of four folks on there to be honest four weird looking folks and they are talking about a upcoming water conference while they have their world economic forum backdrop uh water conference that will be coming up on behalf of davos and all these things uh coming up in 2024 just next year right um this is freaky. It, it is really scary when you have powerful people that are that are planning to relocate water and I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable for sure. Um, the title of this article is "The WEF Confession: Water Crisis Will Succeed in Establishing World Government Where COVID and Climate Change Failed." Again, it's. I mean, this sounds like a threat, right? Kind of scary. COVID was a plan. Climate change has been a plan. But the water crisis will actually accomplish the things that these two false flags, um, misdirection operations, whatever you want to call them, psychological operations. Where those failed, a water crisis uh, crisis will succeed. So let's get into this article here. So I do want to point out, too, that the article was written uh, just yesterday. Yesterday being October 1st, 2023. This is by a Jamie White, um, not not sure, obviously he's a contributor to this website here that I'm citing, but, uh, you know, cutting edge information, that's what we do here, right? But it starts off saying this, it goes, a World Economic Forum contributor claimed that a coming water crisis will succeed in establishing a world government where the COVID pandemic and the climate change narratives failed. A clip from the WEF's Davos meeting last year, which received little attention at the time, but is now going viral, shows WEF spokesperson uh, Professor Marina Masukato lamenting uh, on how COVID and climate change failed to bring about a world government, before insinuating that a wider uh, water crisis rather will be the catalyst that imposes a world government upon humanity. Did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of a global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it does have that parallel, is not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed to solve those problems, which had similar attributes. And water is something that people understand. This is what Masaru says, founding director of the ucl institute for innovation and public purposes we will revisit the link that that uh talks about or that redirects us to that ucl institute for innovation and public purpose said uh this this woman said this uh during a wef forum on the quote economics of water this is the idea of economics of water which the entire world runs off of water. This is something that goes, and I, I know I said that I was going to not give my thoughts till the end, but this is, you know, this is how the show is. What what kind of you know movies emphasize the power and the the like almost using water as a currency, right? You get things like Mad Max. You get these post-apocalyptic movies, these apocalyptic dystopian movies, all these wild things. They're they're trying to bring this whole world uh, of of these sci-fi movies and some of these kind of you know movies of the 80s and stuff like that like mad max to fruition here and uh that that alone is a scary idea but let's continue here this article is pretty short um it goes on saying climate change is a bit abstract some people understand it really well some understand it a bit and some just don't understand it water every kid knows how important it is to have water When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water, she noted. So there's also something uh, about really getting citizen engagement around this and really, in some ways, experimenting with the notion of the common good. Now that's something that I also want to point out is that phrase, the common good, because in this video, which I'm not gonna play, they refer to common goods versus public goods, and that's another thing that I'm gonna get into here. So it's not just when they use the word common good it's for the common good it's also an economic term a common good okay so keep that in your mind as i'm continuing here she goes on saying can we actually deliver this time in ways we have failed miserably other times and hopefully we won't keep failing on the other things but anyway she added i don't know it sounds like she just cuts off there and just stops And then it goes back to, uh, you know, the writer using his own words here. According to the WEF's description, the purpose of the discussion was to formulate a two-year initiative to transform the economics of water. Again, terrifying. The report and action plan will reshape how we talk about value and manage water in the rest of the 21st century. (laughs) The WEF failed to control humanity with a bioengineering virus failed to control humanity with a lie that the planet is dying, and how targeting water as a means of imposing its government agenda. So that's the end of the article. There's a couple comments on it, just two comments. As I mentioned, the big thing that is uh, you know kind of disturbing here is referring to the common good there is something there's got to be some things out there that are good for everybody right maybe not good for the people at the top of society but who really cares about them they they benefit on everything else when i talk about benefiting all of society i mean the 99% the people at the bottom you and me everyone listening to this you know podcast maybe not everyone maybe there's some, you know some people out there that uh, that that shouldn't be listening we don't welcome their ears but nonetheless this idea of a common good versus a public good you know if you google or bing or whatever the hell you use duck, duck Go, which is google still hate to break it to you um i, I searched in just like a mainstream because i find that when you're looking for you know cut and dry economic shit right because you know microsoft bing is pretty on top of it when it comes to uh you know basic shit like this if you're trying to search conspiracies yeah don't look for don't don't search it on bing or google or even DuckDuckGo, really but i just typed in difference between public and common good because you know i i've heard of public goods i've heard of private goods common goods uh rivalrous goods uh, semi-rivalrous goods are another thing here um i've heard of these back in high school economics but obviously you know a few dead brain cells here and there and you forget about what some of this stuff means. I went back, I looked at it. Now, now, when I read these five bullet points that Bing gives us, try to think about it, try to poke holes in what it's saying, okay? Um, Obviously, there's one part in here that's just kind of, uh, uh, you'll see, I'm gonna go through this here. So the first point, common goods are non-excludable and rival, while public goods are non-excludable and non-rival, okay? So common goods, non-excludable and rival public goods are also non excludable but they're non-rival okay common goods the second point here common goods tend to be semi-rivalrous in nature while public goods are useful for the population as a whole so public goods are useful for the population as a whole these people at davos are trying to take what is a public good and turn it into a common good semi-rivalrous in nature here okay continuing on examples of common goods. <laughs> common i'm getting ahead of myself sorry examples of common goods include timber and coal you think timber okay timber that's a natural resource coal's a natural resource water should be too right but examples of public goods include clean air that's something that everyone has you know everyone should have access to air clean air is obviously these days it's a perk water everyone has access to water but clean water should be included in this as well instead they list congested roads as something similar to clean air It's weird right this is obviously it's already got a political slant to it congested roads all these you know co2 admitting bullshit vehicles on the road that aren't electric and now you know, you're comparing this uh, congested roads and all these, you know, horrible non electric vehicles emitting nasty air and diminishing the air quality. Clean air is an example of a public good, and so is a road, which is congested. So, a little dig that they're taking at people that drive cars and take up the road. Continuing here, common goods are mutual and shared by more than one while public goods are able to be seen or known by everyone and are open to general view. Okay, that's kind of weird. But then the last one here is, is where I really think it hits the nail on the head, and this is the one that made me actually want to tell you all that pointless bullshit. Common goods refer to a collaborative preservation and production and collective rights of use by people, while for the common good, almost always entail public limitations, or prohibitions on collective property by the state that's very interesting a common good can be used for the common good right it's like poetic in the weirdest way a common good is used for the common good which also means that there are public limitations it's not a public good like clean air it's a common good used for the common good only a certain amount of wood is able to be harvested in forests and whatnot, only a certain amount of water will be able to be used in the United States, in the West. And they're going to realistically, if it's anything like Maui, they're going to take that water and probably just dump it out into the ocean. Or they're not going to use it for things that would actually help. Remember in Lahaina they they relocated water that could have put out these fires, right? They're not going to take this water from people like us that use it, which is already fucking poison, by the way. My water that I drink out of my refrigerator has to be filtered, um, and it's probably still not very good. It's got like two thousand times almost the arsenic that is safe to consume. It's legal to consume this water, and for this water company, this shit water company, Avra Valley Water Co-op, worst water company in the game. Um. It's legal for them to do what they're doing but it's not safe right legal and safe are two different things so it's it's just very interesting to see that what they're gonna do in my opinion is they're gonna take this water that that is drinkable they're gonna pretend that they're giving it over to like africa and places that that absolutely deserve drinkable water right they can access drinkable water if the fucking world economic forum would help these people they're, instead of trying to help the poor, they're trying to take from the middle class, not the rich, the rich fund them. They're trying to take from the middle class so that they can be brought up to the rich and then there will be, the entire world will be a third world world, right? It won't be a third world country and what a third world country is, is like uber rich and then just like homeless. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's exactly what they're trying to do here and they're trying to do that on a global scale so we have this whole thing coming up uh in 2024 that is going to rethink the economics of water and it sounds like try to build an entire society based on drinkable clean usable water there was something really interesting that i remember from the video that is again just these four weird people talking um and they are saying and it's something along the lines. my numbers might be off here if you want to go watch it. I'll share the link. but let's say, for the sake of just keeping it relatively accurate here, uh the average person uses thirty liters of clean water a day, okay They're trying to bump this up considerably to like a thousand liters a day and I don't i don't really understand why right why would you why would you bump up the amount of water it's almost like they want to cause a false flag of like water i don't know over usage or something and then at that point they can say well look at all these people that don't have any water you're using a thousand gallons or a thousand liters rather a day you should be using 30 we're gonna make it so that everyone has access to 30 right this is why you have all these smart devices your smart toilet your smart refrigerator. I'm sure that smart showers and smart uh, meters and all these things are going to be in more and more use. Um, Tankless water heaters, I really do feel like they fit into this whole thing um, because they're cheaper for some reason. It's rare that new technology is cheaper. There's got to be a way that these tankless water heaters track your usage. And I think that that's going to be a huge thing. Look at this uh, fucking fat, rich, white dude is taking three hot showers a day he's got access to all that water to shower meanwhile this poor you know emaciated black girl in africa gets not not a drop i'm not saying that that she shouldn't get a drop but you also don't need to track our fucking water usage that's a problem to me um i'm not for wasting but most people don't waste anything there's a very small percentage of people that just waste shit and let me tell you who it is it's the rich it's not the middle class, man, especially right now. The middle class is really starting to see, if they have a fucking clue, they're starting to see how valuable things like water and and just resources are. Which, yeah, it's going to have a, a, a positive effect, but at the same time, we're a country of lazy people. It's not really going to do anything about it. We're just going to complain about the prices and continue to vote in the Democrats that make these policies that make all of us suffer, right? So i don't know it's it's frustrating obviously um i I always get worked up when i talk about these fucking criminals at the world economic forum man someone needs to do something about these people um they're unelected they're they're just intellectuals that are that the system created the system created these people and these people are narcissistic sociopaths so i don't know i could i could rant and rant and rant it's a really interesting article brian thanks so much man if you're listening uh, thank you so much for for sharing that dude and and you know if you share shit like this dude i'm i'm always down like i want to talk with with brian on a show he's been on uh, monday night master debaters a couple times and stuff but um yeah he's uh he sends really cool information and and i want you know anyone that sends me this i, I won't necessarily always cover it on cunts I want to talk about stuff like this, um, especially in kind of short form like this, you know, we're, we're going 22 minutes here or so. Um, I think that this is more valuable than deep diving into, uh, you know, satanic castles and stuff like uh, my last deep dive. Not that that's not fun and entertaining, but I don't know, I, I kind of want to, if I'm going to be talking about this stuff and and spending time on it, I'd rather it be important stuff. Um, not just entertainment scary stuff i know i I flip all over the place sometimes i say this is all about entertainment and sometimes i say well let's get our asses in gear and do something we've got an election cycle coming up and it's going to be a pretty important one uh i really do think that the agenda keeps creeping forward no matter who gets in office but if more people realize the bullshit maybe something good could happen that's all i'm saying but with that said guys enjoy this episode Um, this was aired last week last Monday or Tuesday it came out on the Great Deceptions feed please follow him if you don't already he's a good dude Uh, does some really good work on the old world and just uh, a fun listen and just a fun dude to talk with we uh, shoot the shit all the time digitally and uh, send each other memes and stuff but uh, yeah absolutely follow him support him uh, however you see fit good dude good show uh, has brought a lot of people together so with that said, enjoy last week's episode of Monday Night Master Debaters with Matt, Ryan Alexander of Not Us, and um, maybe it's Not Us. Uh, I forget how he pronounces it. I know it's spelled N-O-T-U-S. Uh, Ryan Alexander's a good dude, too, and uh, obviously myself. I'm on there. And, uh, yeah, I'll
1: be back. We'll see you soon, guys. Enjoy it and welcome to another monday night master debaters i didn't even realize this until about five minutes ago but this is number 100 which means right we've been doing this for almost two years straight now which is kind of wild because it doesn't seem like it's been that long but man it, it's a whole lot of fun so i you know it, when i started this i didn't think it would last this long or be this enjoyable so thanks my man and uh you've been a key part of this so
0: were you talking to me dude yeah i'm you're so right, sorry dude.
1: you are, you are right.
0: right i know because dude so i'm like all late to the party here because ghost sent me some hot sauce and it gave me the hiccups and it's the worst dude so i'm so sorry but yeah man no i you're uh this is your thing dude and, and you're absolutely killing it man like I think people like this show more than like my, you know, like, you know, deep dive episodes and stuff because it's such a fun thing. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, by f- more people listen to this than my show now, by far. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, It's not even close. It's like it's hilarious. It takes like weeks for one of my shows to catch up with master debaters. That's hilarious, man. But at least you got that. You know what I mean? Like and then like how many people you've met and all that stuff, too.
0: It's, it's pretty freaking cool. And then That's a lot the of people crazy copy thing.
1: it is is how many people i've we've had on here you know and that's the cool part and i was looking back at some of the guests i was like ah maybe we'll do something i'm like no i don't want to be one of those you have a call-in show or you get five minutes here there i'm like no that's not what we do but i was looking at all the people and i'm like holy shit i'm like we've had a lot of people on here and had some really cool conversations i was looking back at, at like the wide variety of shit we've talked about on here is it's funny
0: yeah dude it's great the last one uh you know on 9 11 doing some toy talk is the way to go dude like just getting away from the negativity every once in a while and all that
1: stuff it's good to do man yeah well mr alexander welcome how are you from the not us and friends podcast doing good
2: and you guys might want to know i do a lot of podcasts oh yeah way way more appearances than my own episodes and these days, more people reach out to me and say, hey, I heard you on the Monday Night Master Debaters than any other podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, man. we're glad we can get you out there because m- people need to hear what you're saying, my man. And uh, one of the things I want to touch on tonight is your your side hustle, the uh, wagthedogtheory.com that you have out there, because I think more people need to watch that. And I love the way you do that. And I'm starting to do that with my show a little bit is, is just let the clips do the work, you know, and, and show people, because I think, you know, in the, in the podcast community, people have talked about everything, but when you can use their own videos, their own recordings to show your point and to, to, to refresh people, because we're in such a goldfish, you know, flash of a news cycle society that things come and go and people are just like oh yeah yeah that that was like a week but that week was crazy and you can't just forget about it you know like there's entire school events that we've skipped right over it's like ah, you know yeah it's kind of fishy but that is what it is on to the next thing oh there's so many i have to
2: pick and choose out of a lot to to uh decide what to share There's so much to go through. And yeah, you're right. Use the footage they give us. We don't need to come up with anything else our own. This is what they show us a school shooting looks like. Guys, you think this is real? These are parents supposedly grieving from their child who just died in front of them. Do you think this is real? They're not crying at all. They're not, right? There's all kinds of different things. We've obviously gone into school shootings and put a lot of new stuff in this
1: new installment, part four. We can talk about it. Oh yeah. Well, what what made you start wag the dog theory from the beginning what was the inspiration behind it or motivation behind it well first off when
2: i worked at the university of sydney i was in the geophysics department and i shared an office with geologists i, I guess it's weird how they do it at UCID. They everything that was called geo was put in the same building so we were there with geographers and geologists and they got nothing to do with each other. Anyways, I shared an office with these old retired geologists and they use radar tubes. They drill holes, they stick radar tubes down looking for oil. They were the first ones that told me, because I guess they're old enough not to care anymore. They got tenure and, you know, they hardly even worked. They came in and, and drank wine and, and left basically and, and went off on a jaunt somewhere to do a, a an oil prospecting gig. And then they weren't taking it very seriously. Anyways, they were the first ones that told me that, oil was the blood of the earth, that wherever you look, you just have to go deep enough, just like the water table, and you'll find oil. And he told me, for and by the way, I was completely a regular guy at this point. I wasn't really a conspiracy guy. If anything, I was a uh, bleeding heart, liberal, environmental activist kind of person. We were working in climate change. It was climate change industry with... uh, we were doing ocean fertilization, trying to capture carbon from the atmosphere and sink it into the ocean. So I was totally mainstream, basically. And he came in and he said, first of all, you need to watch this movie, Wag the Dog Theory. I'm oh, sorry, not Wag the Dog Theory. Wag the Dog, the actual movie, 1997 movie, with Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. I thought that was kind of weird. No academic had ever told me to watch a movie before. And I watched it and I said, well, that's, that's very interesting. Next thing he told me, he told me to read a book called, um, a brief history of nearly everything by Bill Bryson, pretty famous book, very mainstream. And it basically just goes over the, the history of science, you know, all the stuff with Galileo and Newton and, you know, into particle physics and like, it's a, it's a well-written explanation of mainstream science basically. And I finished that book and I had already read the book. I said, man, what? I already read this book. He said, read it again. And I'm going to talk to you in two weeks. And I said, why, why did you make me read that book? I was confused. And he said, you need to understand that every single part of that book is wrong. Every single part of it is a deception in some way. I don't think he used those exact words, but he was very serious about it. And these are fun. These are Australian guys, fun loving guys. But they got so serious about this subject, about the oil hoax, you know, the oil's blood of the earth and about the fact that science is BS, basically. And we're in science. We're working in a science building. We're in the midst of the belly of the beast here. So that really turned me around quite a lot. That put me down a path of really scrutinizing things instead of just accepting them, instead of just accepting that the world's going to boil from global warming and ocean acidification and all this stuff. I started to think critically, probably a little late in the game there. Anyways, fast forward another eight years or whatever it was to 2020, I was obviously pretty upset. Everyone was pretty upset. If you knew what was going on, it's pretty upsetting. I got a bunch of videos taken down in a row me complaining about masks and, you know, complaining about vaccines. This is before they even were mandated. I was out there saying they're going to be mandated. Watch out. Anyways, they were taking down my videos left and right. And I made Wave the dog part one. It was only an hour long. I actually thought it wouldn't get taken down from YouTube for some reason, but it did, obviously. And then, you know, I said, okay, well, if this is how it's going to be YouTube, let's step this up. Let's double the length. Let's put all the stuff in that I knew would be banned for sure. And let's make my own website because I already own the rights to make unlimited websites. So bam, let's publish another website and let's get this out there. Because really, this probably all actually starts in 2007 with Zeitgeist, the movie. Mm-hmm. I was probably 17, 18 when that came out. That rocked my world. And you know, I didn't fully get onto the conspiracy thing at that time. But It changed everything for me, changed the way I looked at the world. And I think that did it for a lot of people. I was going to
0: say, Ryan, it it seems like anyone that watched it got got into it. Like if you're especially if you're in the age of like 15 to like 25 in that age range, because my cousin, who's a bleeding heart liberal, that kind of got him a a little bit down the rabbit hole, so to speak.
2: It was very good. It's very well produced. It, It was about three hours, too. And that's I think the golden the golden number there. So when it came time to do this, you know, this was just a regular YouTube video. I didn't expect it to do anything. My YouTube's it doesn't do very well anyways. It's demonetized and all this stuff. Just putting it out there for my people. Got banned. Really upset me. So I decided to do this and came back to Zeitgeist. Okay, how long was Zeitgeist? Three hours. Okay, let's aim for three hours. And yeah, the first wag the dog, it's got... It's not like it's got millions of views. I don't even have a view counter on the website. There's no monetization, there's no merch, there's no nothing. But everybody who watched it came back and talked to me about it. And even people who were already into truth saw something new in it. Because there is. This is a deep rabbit hole, and we don't all have time to go parsing through it. So I figured I'd throw as much as I could at the wall. And yeah, it caught on. So part two came along. Now I do it every year, basically. a save up content for the whole year. People send me stuff every day. I have several Instagram accounts. Some of them are quite big. I don't look at every video, but now I diligently save them, download them, organize them, get them ready for the next year's Wag the Dog. And yeah, I think part four is really good, actually. It's it's my favorite episode so far. And there's enough to make five right now, but taking the time and leaving it around three hours, I think it's, it's the most accessible way to do it.
1: Oh, and I think it's—I mean, you. you there's never-ending content, right? That's the beautiful part about it. Is you and what I let. And I'm trying to just pop it up here real quick. Let me see if I can share this. Um, I want to just give people kind of an idea of the variety that we're dealing with here. Like you, you go from, you know, NASA, all the way out to. You know modern stuff. So if we're looking here, what you you cover in in part four is NASA space and the moon. There's fire like Maui and uh, Paradise laser weapons possibly mass shootings. You deal with J six and Ashley Babbitt, the uh, Shinzo Abe assassination, Parkland shooting, crisis <laughs> actors, Astro World, evolution climate change and global warming uh the freemasons news and propaganda the uh six million incident nuclear weapons and the ukraine hoax so i forgot about the shinzo that
2: was so silly
0: that
1: one yeah right yeah someone with like a homemade gun single shot yep wild well and that's the that's the beauty of this too it's a living record of the insanity too, to show and that's that's why i do the same thing now that you do i i get clips i'm starting to catalog them i'm putting them away and anytime anyone wants to bring up stuff you can pop up an old video and say okay here's the proof right here and <laughs> it's getting tougher and tougher though because in this day and age there's so much fake videos and fake material out there that it's starting to get real ridiculous
2: well yeah it could get us into a tricky situation with new events but we're literally taking what they show us these are news clips yes you know and some of them are historical things that everyone knows about like the holocaust and the nuclear weapons and all, all this stuff it's undeniable you can make fake videos now sure but these are the videos that we've all seen before And yeah, I see it pretty effective, man. Uh, Right before I left Canada, I just drove across the country here two weeks. I'm still pretty exhausted. Right before I left, we had a guy over, we had a friend over and my housemate, Chef Norman, he doesn't want me to talk about this stuff because people are, you know, they're they're hard to break open, but he's the one that brought it up, something about space. And then, you know, I jumped in and I said, wait, just give me 15 minutes here. And 15 minutes, I promise you, you're going to believe space is fake. And this guy's—he's older, you know—he—he he lived through the moon landings and stuff. So he's an old man. Fifteen minutes in, he's there cursing these liars, these liars. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe they lied to us. Total regular civilian guy, not a, not a conspiracy theorist at all. Because how are you going to deny it? This is what they show us, man. There's bubbles in every frame. What do you want? How are you going to believe this? That's all you. I, I think that's the most powerful part. Like you said, it, there, there's so much conspiracy stuff that's talk and that's like logic logic doesn't work very well you might think it does it doesn't work very well just show just show the footage here's a bubble that's it we don't need to explain it we don't need math a lot of those videos were very very long that i cut out i, I just cut out all the explanation all the arguments you know all, all the trying to ex trying to explain it and justify it and logically rationalize it cut all that out just just give us the footage let's just look at it and let's move on and it's it is pretty effective i haven't seen anyone Probably just they haven't messaged me, but nobody's messaged me and said, hey, I'm not convinced.
0: Yeah, man. Are you talking bubbles like they're underwater? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen those things. Have you did you see? Uh, I don't know. if I, I know you probably don't watch uh, like UFC and stuff like that, but Bryce Mitchell. Uh, I don't know if you have you you know what I'm going with this, right, Matt? Like what he was getting into this weekend. So he is a UFC fighter and he's just like crazy about flat Earth, right? To the point where it's like it looks bad, you know. And he he does he's been doing weird stuff where you know, he's uh it's last week and he held up a Bible in the octagon and like screamed freedom, like Braveheart style, and it was super cringy. And I I consider myself kind of a Christian, right? But it's just like he's going hard. He's like yelling at people like, do you believe we came from monkeys? And the guy's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, it's a fucking lie from Satan, brother. He's like, because he's from Arkansas, you know, and it just looks a little bad when when someone's going about it like that. What do you think? Do you think that the dude's being legit without knowing much about him, I'm assuming? Or do you think that some people are put in key positions like this to kind of make that side look crazy?
2: Well, I definitely think there's controlled up and placed people, but I can't say all of them especially not a UFC fighter. It'd be harder to believe because the, like for instance, wag the dog part three was about Tupac Shakur, who was a a very large media figure in his day and still is today. Whereas some random UFC fighter or NFL player or something like that. I don't really think so. I talked to a lot of athletes too. in in the health business, we have have a lot of the NHL, uh, sorry, not NHL NFL football league, a lot of football players on our products. And, and, uh the baseball league 2, NBA. Sorry, I'm so I'm not into sports. I I don't know these things, but they're I talk to a lot of them. They're fun. <laughs> they're real people, is what I'm saying. Like you know, have actual relationships with some of these guys, and they're totally real people. And a lot of them do believe in these things. Uh, a few actors, major actors, follow us, and they were. I saw one of them in the in a movie the other uh, the other week. It was called the The Principal with Jim Belushi. One of the actors in that. Uh, elisa elisa something like that he's a hardcore conspiracy guy you know he's always blasting it on instagram he follows us i like him i don't think he's controlled up because he's not promoted by the media i think that's the key if they're promoted by the media then they probably are controlled up but he could just be a very passionate guy us three here we probably all have been at one point so passionate that we did in fact look ridiculous and look cringe especially if you gave us a mic in front of thousands of people we
0: might have made a fool of ourselves we might have screamed something like that yeah yeah he gets hit in the head for a living too so you know that's gonna make you a little bit different you know but yeah it was just it was just strange i i like the dude i was just thinking it was like i was like man this is a little overboard here but but i think
1: sometimes right especially the ufc guys they go over the top trying to get eyes on themselves too Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't they don't make a killing at the mid level in UFC. So any any additional way they can bring attention themselves and possibly bring in some more revenue, I think they're all over it. And that's why, you know, ever since like Connor and Colby really took off, that you know, over the top style WWE almost persona is you know, it's part of the game now almost. Sure.
2: If they're thinking about their career, they have to. How quick is a fighter's career? Especially if they lose two, three in a row, they're done, right? But if you have a personality, maybe you can make it in the commentary world afterwards. You can get a successful podcast. A few of these guys have successful podcasts later. Sure. Maybe you'd be like Ronda Rousey and get actually drafted into the wrestling. Yeah, there is a career for personalities more than there is actually a fighting. I think a lot of them realize that that they need to fight, yes, but you should have a backup plan and your backup plan should be your personality
0: sure
2: yeah yeah that's legit i met i met a ufc guy one time yeah i sat, I sat beside him on a plane sean oh man sean something Strickland this guy o'malley a... probably uh, maybe. young or older because could be he's, like older. Shirk. he's older he's older oh, he's out man. there he's out there. this guy was a heck of a person <laughs> and i think he only had a couple of fights let me see if i can find him on facebook still sean mccorkle that's him sean okay. mccorkle I haven't heard
0: of him, to be honest.
2: Uh, he was super, super out there. Definitely not controlled up. Yeah, he wasn't going <laughs> off about Flat Earth back then, but he was going off about some stuff.
0: That's funny, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that there's probably some legit people out there, but I mean, even this Oliver Anthony dude, is it Anthony Oliver? Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. You know, I'm always suspicious. It's like, how the hell does this song get so big?
1: You know what I mean? I don't know. Did you just I, see he signed with a record label today?
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing, like, and I get it, like, sure, go out and and make your money and all that stuff, but then, like, what really kind of tripped me out about him was the Burning Man thing, like, he went to Burning Man, and then he was lying about it, because, like, everyone, you know, kind of knows that's a satanic thing, and he's like, no, I wasn't there, and then it came out like he was there making a music video, he's like, well, I was just making a music video, I wasn't there, there, you know, it's like, come on, dude. (laughs) but I don't know, it's it's tough to know, I I don't know, you're always kind of suspicious about stuff, you have to be kind of, these days, but. I don't know, man. I don't trust anybody. Nope. Well, Oliver was promoted all over the news media. Yeah. Joe Rogan. The
2: conservative media, but still, yeah, it, it makes yeah. you a little bit suspicious. I don't want to call it everyone, and I also don't want to get that paranoid. If, if we're sticking to the wag the dog theme, we're looking at video evidence, right? So what, what exactly are they doing? If they're just giving their opinion, I don't see a reason to, to be all over them just yet. It's what effect are their words having ultimately, right? And if they're just screaming in the octagon, I don't think they're having much of an effect. There's basketball players and stuff saying the same sort of flat earth stuff. And and no one really cares. If anything, people make fun of them on the media at best. Usually they just ignore them. But yeah, yeah, when you see them actually being, when their ideas are being promoted and their ideas are making some
0: kind of a difference, that's when to be suspicious, I think. Right. And you know, it probably looks a lot bigger than it is when I see something like that, because my social media feeds are flooded with that, you know, the algorithm on my Microsoft home news page shows all this stuff, you know, because it knows what I like. So it seems like everyone's seeing similar stuff like that. But, yeah, you do have to t- kind of take a step back and realize like everyone's seeing different stuff. But, yeah, man, it's it's wild navigating. A lot of these people I and mean, we all watch the same stuff, more
2: or less, we all have access to the same information now which is a cool thing in the information age, because even if you're famous, you can see the same conspiracy material. You can become a conspiracy theorist. And yeah, I like to believe that most of them are, most of them are legit human beings, even in things that are shady themselves, like the music industry or the sports industry, where there's a lot of messing around going, you know, there's fixing games. And of course there's satanic images and and the music videos and all this stuff. But I, I like to believe that most of them have no idea what's going on. You know, some of them might understand that they did make a deal with the devil or something, but they really don't understand the the full extent of it or what they're participating in. They are more or less just a pawn. It's similar with sports people, you know, they're they're part of the game. They're get, They're getting their paycheck. They are allowed to have their own beliefs. But if they're not being propped up as someone that we should listen to, then I don't see a real reason to be suspicious. There is a few sports people that do get to the major, major, uh, attention leagues uh, in the world, but it's, it's a pretty small number. I think overall, if there is uh tomfoolery going around, especially in sports, it's really just with the, with the organizations and stuff themselves, right. right? You do see satanic images in sports games and of course, halftime shows and all that stuff. And I just, I can't really believe that any, most of the players really have any idea or any control of that situation.
0: Usher's doing uh, the Super Bowl this year. I wonder what he's going to do, if it's going to be satanic or if it's going to be or if it's going to be like weekend level sat- satanic, because when the weekend did it, that was wild. And then, you know, there's some other ones that are kind of not. They're like more subtle. I think or I forget who did it two years Sam ago. Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if someone were to do something like that. Now, what about this Doja cat chick? Dude, have you seen these sculptures that are being put up everywhere Oh, of, of her? I saw a couple of, of,
2: I have a couple of videos. I didn't, I didn't include them. They're in the maybe part five. Are they? Yeah. She's got satanic images for sure. And yeah, when they're like that, when they're like Lady Gaga, you know, Sam Smith, I think they know what they're doing. I think they they, have have really embraced the dark side.
1: Yeah, man. There's like, are you talking about these, right?
0: Let's say there's one like Wrigley. No, dude, I'll show you. I actually have it on Instagram. I did it on the news show. Um and it sucks too. She was
1: she was I thought I always thought she was gorgeous. Like I yeah, thought that, she was that whole time she went all red, I was done. Yeah, man. Remember I thought she... she was
0: so oh. um, I thought she was just like the hottest thing, and then like I but they do this, they did it with Katy Perry, you know, like they do it with a lot of very attractive girls, Britney Spears, and then they just make them crazy, dude. Um, let's see. Well, MK Ultra goes a long way, yeah. <laughs> It's like cocaine's hey. a hell of a drug and Ultra's a hell of a drug.
2: They got to have something about beauty. I, I do think beauty itself yes. actually raises our frequency. And, and that was, you know, the purpose of art historically. And now if you look at art,
1: it's gross. You know, well, it's, even it's with architecture, right, Ryan? I mean, it's the mm-hmm. same thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Architecture used to uplift us. And we could even make an argument that the structure itself created frequencies that were beneficial to us, especially when they're all wired up with fountains, which give out negative ions which are good for us and all that stuff and yeah of course now you look at architecture now it's it's horrible it's uh oppressive yeah just be just being in a mall or a strip mall or just being on a modern american highway it's literally oppressive
0: by by design <laughs> that's crazy dude yeah no i agree though too this is like right next to Dogecat, cat there's an example of some modern art and it's, I mean, it's wild, uh, but yeah, well, I'll show you. guys.
1: What's hilarious about that, right? That modern art is just like buckets stacked on top of each other. Well, that's not it. He pokes a hole and sand leaks out of one side and it tips over. And then when it
0: tips over, he goes like that. Like he's like, all right, now clap like this. Is oh,
1: chance. It's, oh, that's funny. Cause I, I I saw this reel today. It was this guy trying to uh, fuck with a 7-Eleven and he took a bunch of cups and he rigged them. So it was like five cups long and he was trying to make uh, slushies and he'd do, oh, fill nice. one cup with red, next cup with green. Then he started going to the candy aisle and taking bags of candy and dumping it in there. And the and the, ho- the, the owner was having a shit fit.
0: That's hilarious, dude. Um, yeah, I'll show you this clip real quick. It's going to be muted, so I'll just uh, hit the volume on. But yeah, th- there are wax sculptures all over the place. And uh, I don't know if this is something that she did herself. You can see her next to one. Or if, like, the record label did it, or yeah. fans are doing it, Probably. or what, but it's strange. Let's see. Two demonic music videos.
2: Whatever people can choose to watch those if they want to. But when families are walking down Venice Beach, or just watch a game at Wrigley Field in Chicago, they don't have a choice but to be around this demonic energy. I don't know what Dodger Cat's game plan is, but these bloody wax statues of her appearing all over the world is getting weird. I mean, what the heck do you tell your kids when you're just walking by the beach and you see this? When are people gonna realize this is more than just art? This is sending a
1: message. This is all planned. I'm gonna show you that clip from the beginning. Of the video, check this
3: out. I'm disrupting their whole Doja Cat shot. I don't like it though. I don't like it. Not in my town. Get this devil worshiping shit out of here. Some really weird, weird and stuff going on over here. he He do not want me on the court, but I could go around the court. Bro,
4: you're in the shot.
3: Weird, dude. Yeah, even man. in even in the
2: early 1900s, it was the explicit aim of modern artists to degrade art. You know, they wanted to get away from beauty explicitly. I'm not saying that they were involved with the Illuminati or something, but maybe some of them were. Maybe I should go there on part five. But let's say this, you know, you guys would know we're, we're guys here. Probably the vast majority of your listeners are guys, too. You look at a beautiful woman, especially for the first time. It's uplifting, quite literally you know, that you get such tremendous energy as soon as you're attracted and you're you're desiring a woman. You know, I, I genuinely think that this force moves much of the world. right? gets much of the work done, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the uh, people that, you know, run the oil rigs and do the trucking and do the farming and do all this stuff. First of all, they're men. Second of all, they're doing it to provide for their women, right? So the, the female energy is what drives male energy, largely, mostly, And this is the opposite of it, right? When the the feeling you get by looking at a beautiful woman, by looking at a beautiful painting, by listening to beautiful music, it it is totally, totally uplifting and energizing. And it could totally give you the motivation to do huge things in this world and even just basic things. I mean, people are so lazy today. I know, Ryan, you don't like when I uh, when I kind of beat up on people these days, but (laughs) <laughs> I think the ugliness all around us is part of that. It's keeping us so low energetically that, you know, maybe it is contributing to our lack of motivation and just this pure ugliness though, in music and all this stuff and deliberately ugly art deliberately ugly music. It can't be helping us in any way. And I do think it is actually part of a scripted program here to destroy beauty in general. It's part of destroying the family. You know, that whole thing about men being motivated by beautiful women Well, that's gone. If you, uh, you know, encourage women to shave their head and put holes in their noses and all 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 this stuff, right? We've probably all seen these uh, liberals, uh, you know, like libs of TikTok and stuff, where you see girls going from high school and they, you know, they're pretty and they look nice, and and then they go into college and liberal arts, and then they they just look awful in a couple of years, you know. And it's not anything about their inherent shape or anything, and it's done deliberately,
0: like I said, shaving
2: their head, ugly tattoos.
1: Where are all the beautiful works of art? Where are or who owns all of the beautiful buildings?
2: They're locked away. Yeah, they're owned by the it's elite. the
1: same people, right? It's the same one percent. You know, a per, you know half of one percent of the population. What they do is they they hoard it all for themselves, and then they pass off this other garbage essentially on us, and say, okay, this is the new way. And it's, you know, like, I mean, I know the architecture from that standpoint, it's called brutalism. I mean, yep. it, it's not even trying to hide it. And and like you said before, with the buildings and, and the structures and the way things are laid out, I mean, materials used, look at the difference in the materials that we use now versus what we've used in the past. It's cardboard garbage. Only homes for automobiles for everything. I mean, it's, it's totally changed and it's, doesn't appear it's for the better it's for the cheaper it's for the more profit but it doesn't seem to better humanity
4: Hmm.
2: no not at all i even like using i got these fancy spoons i like using you know they got the nice baroque patterns on them and stuff i don't know it's just nicer than the pure smooth metal and definitely nicer than than this 399
1: target set you know that everybody can get and it's disposable that's the other thing what happened to making things that lasted you know, things that meant something. Everything's disposable now. Replaceable.
2: Absolutely. When it's made properly, you can pass it down. You know, we've and I think this is obvious to a lot of people as well. And yeah, it is cheaper to sell cheap stuff. And when you, this is the, the whole light bulb conspiracy, right? You make cheap stuff that doesn't last very long, then you got to buy another one. It's just, we know we can make light bulbs that last dozens of years. Over a hundred years is the longest lasting the light bulb. But we don't. They make it cheap, so that we have to replace it. Yeah, I'm sitting of, on a nice wooden sewing table here. Man, it's hard to find nice wood furniture. Yep. Oh yeah. You've got garbage everywhere, and it's only going to last a few years. It's going to last one or two moves, maybe, and then it's all chipped apart. And it's just this is how the whole world is built right now.
1: Well, that gets yeah. me into. Have you? Oh shoot, never mind. Let me see if I can pull this up here. Have you guys seen? this whole new idea that disney is going to come up with like their own 15 minute city yeah dude <laughs> oh this is amazing i'm like you got to be kidding me this is like a, a disney one of those adult disney people you know they get all pumped up every year they make the family track. they are
5: this is like The Disney company is getting involved in the residential real estate game with its first ever master plan community inspired by the magic of Disney and its Imagineers. Cotino, a new concept community in the California desert is set to open later this year just outside of Palm Springs. Groundbreaking just began on this six plus acre project that will have a hotel, shops, restaurants and a beach. It being a Disney venture, there are plenty of planned activities and entertainment for all ages. Let's see what they say. Story
2: Living by Disney. All new Disney branded master plan residential communities designed to be the perfect setting for Disney fans to write the next exciting chapter in their lives. We'll be working with highly respected real estate developers and experienced home builders at each site who contribute their talents and expertise to each community.
5: Tina will have a complete customization program where residents can design and build their own homes. The program allows residents to choose the size, layout, features, and the location of their home. The sometimes cartoonish community is expected to attract a variety of residents, including retirees to its 55-plus community, no, the black families, and even young <laughs> yes, professionals. Is. Disney is marketing this as their first master plan community, but they had at least one trial run at Disney World in Florida, where properties were listed at $1.2 million each. Sales on this super unique Coachella Valley project are expected to start later this year. Hit me up if you want more details or information. Hey, I'm the SoCal Realtor. Follow for more. 1.2
1: mil, right? I mean, it's it's like a glorified 15 minute city, right there. Yeah, dude. Like I said, I for people listening, I love
0: how he is like it's going to attract all kinds of people, and it intentionally shows black people. It's like it, it's so obvious, like who's racist when they do things like that, right? And I know he's not, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily involved with it. But another thing too is when he said that there's like activities for all ages. It's all ages if you're like disabled, man, like mentally. You know what I mean? Like you're not (laughs) supposed you're supposed to grow out of Disney. Realistically. Yeah. It's the first culture that people are introduced to as kids. Really? You know, but you're supposed to grow out of that, dude. Like, yeah, no one needs to be getting married at Disneyland and things like that. It's a little much. And people get mad at me when I shit on things that I don't agree with. But that's bad. Like, those are the
1: most insufferable people. It's a cult. Yeah, I mean, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. If you are a grown adult and you are a fanboy of Disney, you are part of a cult. I mean, I hate to break it to you. It's it's one of those things that you know, Disney is such a weird fan base to begin with. Yeah. But now you start having these people living communities together. Woo.
0: Man, imagine like the uh like the politics of a place
1: like that. Oh, it's going to be like furry central. You know your your board is going to be Tigger and Winnie the Pooh battling it out. God, yeah. Honestly, though, it'll
2: probably fail. If we're being honest, there's there's been many many planned communities. I don't know if they mentioned
1: maybe. Yeah, I... I, I think these things are designed to fail, right? I think I see when I see projects like this, I see it as just like a giant money laundering scheme. You know, after watching Sopranos for so long. And they talked about the Esplanade, right? This And that was just a giant way for them to siphon millions of dollars from the government. Yeah, legally. you
2: see the highway system in Montreal. I don't know if you guys know about that. It was all organized crime based. And it was, yeah, it was just a money thing. And yeah, there's still like uh, bridges that go nowhere. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, uh, It's crazy. But the only planned community that actually comes to mind that people actually live in right now is the capital of Australia, Canberra and i lived in australia for a couple of years no one wants to live there nobody wants to live there it's the most boring place ever they'd rather live in the haphazard we're, we're humans we like individuality we, we like things messy we don't want it all perfectly planned out and perfectly manicured lawns and, and all that stuff it's a tv commercial it's a disney fantasy it's not a, it's not real life and people genuinely don't want to live there i don't know if you guys have ever lived in any of these new developments townhouses and stuff I have. It's like, you know, you get a new neighbor every year or two because nobody wants to live there. It's a stepping Mm -hmm. stone to get a real place, a real place that you can make your own. And it's got nothing to do with centralized planning. I just I don't see any of them going anywhere. You got the line in Saudi Arabia now. Or is it in Saudi Arabia? Somewhere in the Middle East.
1: Or, uh, yeah, Dubai. I think it is Saudi Arabia.
2: I think it's Saudi Despite the engineering challenges, that it's probably not going to actually work. Nobody's going to want to live there. They'd rather live in a slum than live in a, a controlled environment like that. Humans are are naturally adverse to those types of sterile environments. I think.
0: Yeah, but yeah, they'd rather really live in like the favelas of Brazil, right? I, I was going to say, um, have either of you guys seen the movie Vivarium? It's called with uh, the weird dude from Zombie Land. Vivarium, yeah. it, dude it's a wild movie it, it talks about like the suburban lifestyle in a way and you know I won't ruin it I think this is in the description of the movie but basically these you know young couple moves into a weird suburban house uh, suburban neighborhood it's everything is uniform even like the clouds when you look up at the clouds the clouds are all perfect there's one cloud above each house kind of thing and they end up getting in there and it's like a time warp that they're stuck in and like they end up, you know, the real estate agent leaves them to look at the house. It's like, yeah, just lock up when you leave. And they're stuck in this neighborhood. Like they're driving around for hours trying to get out of this neighborhood. And then they're just stuck there. And then they start realizing all kinds of weird shit's going on. And they're basically in another dimension when they go into this neighborhood here. But it's a great movie, dude. I think it's probably free on Tubi or something. That's a cool concept. That's for sure. It's freaky. It's it's really, really good, too. Yeah, they, they find a kid and all kinds. Of, I mean, it gets wild.
2: I, I wrote it down. There's a reason they
0: use these suburban settings to make creepy movies. You know,
2: like the Stepford Wives or uh, That Cemetery the, too, right? Yeah. Stranger what, Things. What's the Jim Carrey one? The Burbs. Driving? No, that's Hanks. Oh, you're right. Not the electric, the cable guy, right? No, the one where he's he's living in a, a bubble, basically. Oh, Truman Show. Truman Show. Oh, yeah. It. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Very famous. Uh, but they use these sterile suburban environments to create this creepy environment, right? It's it's weird that uh, people don't connect that to hey, that's actually where most of us are living these days. Yeah, and yeah. now you look at these fifteen minute cities. That's that's where they want us living. They want us living in the suburbs. It was never yeah. efficient to do. You know, all these environmental concerns. I'm not a bleeding heart liberal environmentalist anymore, but it's the least environmentally friendly way to live. It's the least efficient way to live. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all to make suburbs. They're not only destroying our environment, but I think destroying our soul. You know, if we can be that dramatic, destroying our soul destroying (laughs) places.
0: I heard that they did that to uh, house all the people after World War II. I don't know how true that is, but all these kids coming home with decent paychecks. And of course you could buy a house back then for like $20. You know, so like all these, all these kids are coming back. I'm joking, obviously, but literally, like ten thousand dollars could get you a freaking house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think Ron from New England posted a great meme where it's like starter home in the '40s and it was a beautiful house. Starter home in the '70s and it's like a decent house. '80s is a single wide, and then you know, like a machete and a backpack in 2023 <laughs> starter home. But uh, it, that's how it is, man. So I, I, I heard that though. I don't know how legit that is.
1: Well, it's and they were all cookie cutter neighborhoods too, you know, that you go down, every house looked the same. Every yard was the same. They had the same size plot of land, you know, right. it was all on a usually on a cul-de-sac and you, I mean, it's like you fly over some of these places and you're like, wow, is that really how people are meant to live? Or are we supposed to be spread out, you know, out a yeah. little bit of space, not on top of each other. Cause it's like, Ryan said, I mean, I, when I lived in the apartment a couple years ago, holy shit, that was the worst ever. I mean, going tough. back to that life is like torture in a sense, being right on top of people. You, there's no getting away from it. Noisy as hell. Like, yeah, that's not how we're meant. We're not meant to live stacked on top of each other. It's no wonder suicide rates are so high and
2: at least that suicidal thoughts are so prevalent. In the health business, we get a lot of depressed people as well. And I I think it's absolutely normal to be depressed if you live in an apartment and if you live in the suburbs. And I'm in the suburbs right now. We're trying to get out of this. Where I live up north, you know, it's better. It's been shown, by the way, in our, you know, we show humans different images. I don't have the study on the top of my head, but there's been several that it's just clear cut, objective human beings love a view with water in it. I mean, it's very, very simple. You, you can't replicate that in the uh, suburban environment. And civilizations were all built on rivers and islands and floodplains, you know, that had all these things built into it, not just the view and the aesthetic appeal to us, but um, also the, all the energies and all that, you know, the other healthy stuff that's available to us, like actual nutrition and stuff going a little bit off topic here, but the, the, the suburban environment whether it's deliberate or not, it is soul crushing, absolutely soul crushing. And it's no wonder that when we're in these environments, the only things that we really have to do is entertainment that we pay for or passively consume. You passively watch a movie, you know, you passively ride a roller coaster or something like that. Like you're not, you're not involved in it. And of course, all the things that are feeding us on these things are, are junk, right? Almost everything on TV is giving us some sort of message that also lowers our vibration that takes us away from beauty and truth and and all this stuff. So when we're in this environment, we have no choice really, but to consume the mind poisoning garbage that they
1: produce for us. And I think social media is the death trap of all of that. That's like, you know, the honey pot, you get the best of the best in there and, and they just bombard your, you know, it's a mental bombardment of just nonsense and ads and, this and that and they they figure out okay what what gets him to tick and then they build it specifically for you and you know these algorithms really are really i i think they're having a bigger impact on people than anything else out there right now well there's an epidemic of
2: boredom out there and yeah when when you're bored what are you going to do right especially if you live in the suburbs or an apartment especially if you're broke because everything in the suburbs you have to pay for right but what else do you have to do other than watch tv or scroll on social media and yeah it, it is destroying us and I, I do think more people are realizing that now but i don't think they connected to the actual environment that they live in and they think that they can just put the cell phone down and be fine whereas we're supposed to find our entertainment or our, our satiation from more natural things like looking at a fire believe it or not i think it's one of the most natural peaceful calming right. activities that we're pro- we're supposed to be programmed to enjoy or just sitting in front of a lake, looking at it. You ever sat in front of a lake? You don't have to do anything. You just sits, sit, not even moving. It's not even windy or anything. There's no fish jumping. It's just somehow it's okay to just sit there and do nothing. But when you're in the city suburbs, you see people 10 seconds without stimulation, the phone comes up, put more poison in the mind.
0: I wonder if like these, um, you know, big tech companies or, or like the powers that be, whatever we want to call them, the they, right. The people out there, the they, I wonder if they're kind of putting that information out to where like we're we're aware, we're very aware, even through pop culture, that our phones are bad for us to just stare at them. Right. And it's almost like it's them kind of sharing what what we should know and putting it out there so that we'll all talk about it. We'll be like, oh, yeah, our phones are bad for us. It would almost be like it's almost like worse. It seems like if you know it, if if, if we were if someone was to discover it organically on their own. Rather than through movies, because you know what I'm talking about, you see this in in shows and movies. Yeah, black mirror like, stuff. Yeah, yeah what's it
4: that? sounds
1: like they live.
4: Yeah,
0: it does it's a little just, bit,
1: right? The, the different advertising and everything. What's the subliminal message behind it? And yeah, well, and I
0: like I saw this movie, and this is what I was thinking of, where the I forget what it's called, but they, it's a young girl that goes out um, with her friend during COVID. And they're trying to have like a cell phone free weekend and all this stuff. And like you see those in movies every once in a while. And you see people talking about it. You see these apps pop up on your social media where it's like mental health is good. If you put your, it's good for your mental health to put your phone down and all this stuff. Right. So I think that they're almost putting it out there so that we will, you know, talk about it and not really do it. It seems like because no one's doing it, man. Try taking a poop without your phone in your hand. It's boring.
1: They don't make magazines like they used to. They sure don't dude. mad magazine. I mean, come on. There's nothing like that anymore.
2: Well, I think mostly it's a form of mockery when they show us this, like, Hey, look how stupid you guys are. Uh, you're, you're on the phone all the time. And, and, you know, we're putting it out there that it's bad for you and you're still doing it. I, I don't know. Just like sure. with all this Illuminati stuff, they say they have to tell us at least secretly or subliminally they have to put it out there or the game's not fair, but I think it's honestly, it's mostly mockery. I I think it genuinely is the people at the top laughing at us.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I I think so. I don't, they just, they, it's so obvious nowadays, even more. I mean, look what they did in Canada the other day. I mean, they're having stand-in ovations for a known Nazi. <laughs> like, I mean, what is this world coming to? Like, this is what we're celebrating now.
2: No, Canada's outrageous, but I wouldn't say the country, I would say the, the elites themselves. That yeah, yeah, so no, that's what you were saying. Bubble. The
1: government, right? You were saying the leadership, these these the they and I mean, yeah, you look at Canada, they're over the top right now. It can't be more clear
2: than it is in Canada, you
1: know. You know doing maybe. stuff. Uh, Australia's maybe. fighting you hard. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're competing for the most ridiculous. But yeah, to openly praise Nazis and stuff like that, Tr- Trudeau is crazy, man. Let's tax everything. You know, they're just in their own world. And I, Trudeau might be so delusional he's not even laughing at us. He might actually believe it. I'm not. I'm not sure, but uh, it's definitely a prison of the mind and soul. I think. And I, you know, you started this with Wag the Dog theory, and I, I think that's what it is. My wife asked, you know, why are you so passionate about this? i have a job right i'm in the health business it doesn't really help me to make these videos and to talk about it if anything it's bad for business because it's a form of politics i try and stay away from politics but we need to understand the prison system that we live in because that's really what it is it's an open-air prison for us the 15-minute city is the most uh, obvious example of it but i think the prison of the mind has been sculpted for a very very long time right? The, from the beginning of television and radio, it's always been controlled by a, a handful of people. It's never been a really an open market sort of thing. And more and more and more, it has dominated our lives and dominated our minds, most importantly, because our minds are the most important thing. Our minds are the most important thing when it comes to healing. Uh, you know, we could create our own reali- our, rea- our own reality, quite literally. And it is limited now based on the inputs that we put into it. I think if we never saw anything at all, our, our minds we're, we're so naturally smart and intuitive like animals you know that uh, animals are very, very intuitive maybe we're not going to go there but I think we know or, or we can automatically grasp onto ideas that are good for us you know that's maybe one of the reasons why all the cultures in the world have similar ideas on the nature of life and God and purpose and all this stuff. But as soon as you put started, start putting this garbage input in, it pollutes our ability to 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 do that to see, what life is really about and what really is important and all that. I don't know if that makes sense, right? If you watch nothing at all, you probably find your way to the same ideas that many of the native cultures did again about life and beauty and truth and God and all this stuff. But when they start inputting all these ideas into us, we can't see that. Well, you, you
1: see that with children, right? I mean, that's one of the, the things you notice with children is when they start stop becoming this innocent being anymore and you see that the programming has started to really get into them you know they've been indoctrinated they're at that first stage they've lost you know the the unlimited creativity they had you know originally and as they go through whether it's a daycare system or a kindergarten school system it slowly gets chipped away at because those systems need to feed you into the with the rest of the marcher ants and it's more of a cookie cutter system. Again, it gets back to everything, whether it's the housing market, whether it's our, our school systems, everything is this cookie cutter assembly line, right? Just knock it out and push it on. That's all we, we try to do here. And that's not what built this country, you know, so to speak, in the, in the, made it strong. It's what's kind of led to its demise.
4: Yeah, yeah I've- I agree.
2: It's a good thing that we see a lot more people returning to the natural. The problem is they're still sharing it all on social media and yeah. stuff. And I, I realize that it's our primary way to stay connected, but we never needed it in the past. I don't know about you guys. I have an exit strategy. I'm, I'm getting off of social media in five and a half years because that will mark 10 years of me being full time. Like I run my business on Instagram. I'm on there all the time and it's literally killing me. It sucks yep. the soul out of me. And we help mm-hmm. people for a living. I know how important it is. I feel good doing it. Yada yada. But we gotta get off of it. <laughs> you know, I see even when people say, "Oh, uh, you know, I just took three weeks off. I just traveled around the country and whatnot." Wait, wait, wait where'd you go? Man, missing your content. And I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, I love you guys, but get a life. <laughs> you know, we need to all. Get, <laughs> we need to all get off of this stuff. My goodness, <laughs> save ourselves. Read books instead. We can still do podcasts. We can still do this and that. Sure, and we can even still enjoy passive. Media from time to time, but it is obviously to the point where it's bad. You know, it's great to be connected. It's great to share information. It's great to know the truth. it's Great to be able to scrutinize on these computers. We got slow things down and chop them up and whatnot. But we've taken it too far. We're drunk on it, and we need to stop dr- drastically. We need to go back. And I don't. I go out there on the train stations and the planes and stuff, and I don't see anybody reading anymore. I don't see anyone talking to each other anymore everybody's looking at the phone, young and old. It's very, very sad, and it's very, very lame. And I think, yeah, if we do expose this prison system, then we have to realize that it doesn't matter if we think we're seeing real people on social media. The, these devices themselves are created from the top. Most of these things, even the internet themselves, these are CIA creations, You know, TV and all this stuff. These were partially c- created by the government, but definitely infiltrated by the government immediately, at the very least. And they've been controlling our world ever since. It is that serious because this is, again, the information input in our mind. This is what creates our reality. And if we're dominated by what we see and hear based on these devices, we're trapped in the prison system they create for us.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like I mean, when we were growing up, the biggest fear was, oh, the you know, the feds are going to bug my phone. Well, now you walk mm-hmm. around with it in your pocket for them. And you're like, yeah, I'll gladly carry this bug around that you could tap into at any time
0: it's funny dude it's funny to put it like that
2: well yeah people think a smart device means intelligent it's absolutely not it's a surveillance device smart yeah. is always meant the ability to to transmit its data to another device that's what smart really means it does not mean intelligent
0: yeah they really killed that whole smart thing too they started doing water started doing like food smart food smart water all this stuff it's like yeah, yeah it's, when uh, it came
1: to smart refrigerator that's where they lost me man the smart toilet? What about the smart toilet? What's that? It
0: like uh like it, it'll help tell you if you're nutrient deficient and stuff with your Jesus stool Christ. samples. So I've stayed in a few of these uh <laughs> I've stayed in a few of these
2: smart houses on the road in BMVs. man, I wish they listed that on the on the website. Eh? I wouldn't stay <laughs> it if it was smart, but hey, I just can't believe how we've fallen for this. Like, and I see some commercials sometimes too, especially here in America. It blows me away. You can check if your garage door is open on your smartphone. It connects to your smartphone. Just close your door, man. Honestly, (laughs) just close your door. Just turn your oven off. What the heck, man? We don't, yeah, turn all of your lights on, dim them. Oh, you can tell your thermostat from your phone. Well, no, really, your thermostat information can be sent to the government. Is what it really is, you know? And I think most people who have all this stuff installed, they hardly even use it, right? What it really is, is just setting up the infrastructure for everything to be tracked and controlled and potentially shut off
1: the ones that drove me nuts were was alexa i mean bringing alexa into your home and just putting it in the living room and it's part of the family now hey alexa you know i i I never understood that at all well like you said
0: yourself we already have one and our phones are already listening to us more effectively than alexa right it's just I don't know. Having more and more of those things listening, seems like a bad move. But what about those uh, tankless water heaters? They're not necessarily all smart, but I always found it kind of interesting that they're really pushing for these like they're cheaper than the tanked water heaters or the traditional water heaters. Right. You're talking about
2: the, inst- the ones that insta heat up.
0: Yeah, like those seem like they could be a freaking bomb, dude.
2: Yeah, they could be. I see them in the country a lot. I, li- I live in the deep country, and people use those. They are apparently efficient, but um, people yeah. complain about them more than anything, actually.
0: Really? So I was thinking about getting one a while ago because the water out here is really hard. Like, just so much calcium in it, and who knows what else. Obviously, we do know a few of the things that are in there, a lot of arsenic. Um, But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the best way, you know, I don't know, water softening and stuff like that. but. Uh, dude, I was going to ask you too, Ryan, about um, it, it kind of going all over the place here, but uh, about wormwood, have you, like, do you have any kind of like research based off of like the health benefits of that? Cause I picked some up. I just wanted to like, look into it a little bit.
2: Well, wormwood's a herb. So you, you've got to just separate out two categories. There's medicine and there's nutrition. I do nutrition primarily. We do use herbs in many of our products but I think the real point to understand is that there's medicinal benefits to every single plant in the world, you know, even lowly grass and potato, you know, any old basic food, if it's real, if it's grown organically and all this stuff, it absolutely has medicinal benefits. Sometimes we need to concentrate it down. So I'm just saying we don't make too big of a deal about any of them. We really just promote eating natural foods, using herbs. Yes. Especially in your food, using herbs, but medicine's not our first go-to for the the effect like so let's look at wormwood. Benefits.
4: So like the reason
0: I was interested in it is like it's anti-inflammatory properties supposedly um the the carcinogenic like anti-carcinogenic stuff with it, the cleansing of the kidneys and liver, although if you have a kidney issue, I was seeing that it could really mess up your kidneys because the what really got me interested in it was absinthe, right Absinthe was banned for a little while. And anytime they ban something, I'm like, why are they banning this? What's in it? That could potentially be something really beneficial. And that's, you know, kind of where my thought process was there. So
2: I was looking at wormwood the other
0: day for, I'm reading a book actually about parasites right now. And that
2: is probably the best reason to use herbal medicines is to kill parasites because parasites is a massive, massive problem still. But okay. So take this from the top inflammation. There's many, many different herbs that are known to help with inflammation. Uh, Turmeric is probably the most. well-known curcumin but you got wormwood here as well well what we say in nutrition is that you want to find the source of the inflammation and it's probably processed foods and nutrient deficiencies so even though there are a lot of different herbs that can reduce inflammation they're not our first choice if Mm -hmm. they are this goes for cbd and and marijuana and stuff too if it helps with seizures fantastic but we got to find the root and it's again probably processed foods and nutrient deficiencies both those things are one or the other you got to fix that get rid of the inflammation Because when you use a medicine, even if it's natural, 100% natural, use use a, a medicine to get rid of inflammation, you're not stopping the source of the inflammation, right? When you bang your knee, your knee gets inflamed for a reason. Your body's telling you to lay off of it. If you artificially take down that inflammation with a drug or a herb, even totally natural herb, you're still not doing anything about the source of the inflammation. You're masking it. And now you can actually damage it more. So it's fine to use anti-inflammatory things, especially temporarily. But if you have inflammation, it's probably chronic. It's probably not because you banged your knee. It's probably all over the body because you eat processed foods and you have nutrient deficiencies. And you have to correct that. Same thing here. improve digestion. That's the second benefit here that came up on Google for Wormwood. Well, digestion problems are mostly caused by, guess what? Processed foods and nutrient deficiencies. (laughs) So you want to fix that. You don't want to rely on herbs is basically what I'm saying. You can use them for what they're good for. Hopefully, it's temporary. But any of these things in large doses act like a drug. They act like a pharmaceutical drug, even turmeric and stuff. I've seen people screw themselves up by using mega doses of these things, trying to get rid of the inflammation or pain or whatever. And they should have just fixed the problem. They should have eliminated the source and added the nutrients that they need because that's the fundamental problem. But here, when it comes to killing parasites, that's where you use wormwood but again it's not something you would take every day to you know stay on top of it or something you take massive doses of it to kill your tapeworm or kill your ringworm or hookworm or or whatever it is and move on because parasites still do plague us that's still a problem it's been a problem as long as recorded history goes back and you dig up skeletons from hundreds of years ago they have parasite problems so this is what nature has given us it's given us many different anti-parasitic things and we should use
0: them with caution you're muted ryan you're muted sorry i was listening i was just like yeah i like that that idea for sure man because it's you know there are even in that that uh herbal supplement world like everyone's kind of looking for a quick fix right people don't really talk about the the root causes, and even the people talking about root causes, not all of them, but a good amount of them are just kind of masking the problems. You know, taking supplements and adding things in instead of kind of removing things, like you said,
2: it's quite a scam. And honestly, I'm very proud the way we do it in the health business. We spend a lot of time talking about stuff that you can do for free. Again, getting off of processed foods, adding salt, drinking more water, sleeping properly, because this is the foundation. We sell nutrients to fix the nutrient deficiency problem, but that's only one part of the puzzle. And a lot of people do. Yeah. Oh, take cinnamon for your blood pressure or sorry, blood sugar. Okay. Cinnamon does help your blood sugar, but how about we fix the nutrient deficiency that causes diabetes in the first place. How about Mm. we stop eating processed foods, which also causes it. You know, when we do all these things, we get people to actually be totally healthy where they don't need medicines. I'm not saying ever, I will probably get another parasite at some point. I've had parasites in the past and I will use a medicine to get rid of them. And it, especially if it's horrible, it's great. It's fantastic, but people mm-hmm. are relying on them and people are selling them. And I've been pitched a lot of these things. A lot of people pitch me on affiliate. They want me to do sell the Shilajit or the Irish sea moss or the whatever, whatever herbal thing that, that's popular right now. And I just, I don't like it. Let me just say, too, the marijuana thing. I think I've brought this up on this podcast before. I helped open a store once for a year. It's still open, but I I was there for a year. And we sold a lot of marijuana, CBD products. And there's people, because we had to keep the doors open, it's hard to do it on just supplements. We sold water filters. We sold bamboo pillows. We sold all kinds of things, including CBD. And there was people coming in every day, every few days to buy their CBD. And they would, they praise it. They'd say, this is really helping me. It's helping me with my knee. Uh, mm. My blood pressure's down, yada, yada. And that's great. But I'm, sit- I'm there trying to shake them by the ears and saying, you gotta stop eating processed foods. And you gotta put more nutrients in because there's not enough in there. And then you might not have the seizure disorder. You might not have the back pain in the first place in which you're using a medicine for right now. And the problem is with these medicines is they get very, very expensive too. People were spending more money on their CBD from us. And we're making good money off it. But I'm complaining because they're spending more money to not fix the problem. This is what the drug system has taught us to do, right? Like you said, quick fixes. But so people keep using this medicine forever, you know, and it's not even a quick fix because it never actually fixes it most of the time. Right. Meanwhile, they could have spent half the money on a solid nutritional program and they could have put some discipline into getting rid of processed foods, at least the, the key ones that we promote or uh, anti-promote, I guess. And they're going to fix the problem and they don't need the medicine. And if you want to use marijuana, you can use marijuana.
4: <laughs> but yeah.
2: just not to be dependent on it so you don't have to Yeah, not as a medic. That's yeah. what gets
0: me too. And that's what gets like, I, I get so annoyed about the weed culture because everyone, like, if I were to wake up and the first thing that I do after I brush my teeth in the morning is take a shot, right? Take a shot of vodka. That I that would make me an alcoholic, right? But you can get up first thing right after you brush your teeth and smoke a bowl and that's fine. And then you can smoke a bowl 20 minutes after that and then like you know just all throughout the day and it's not a problem because people see it as a medication but yeah it is obviously i i I like when people own it they're like i just like to smoke dude you know what i mean like instead of disguising it man but i like to and that's
1: like the the 300 pounders right that's complaining about knee and back pain i'm
0: anorexic
1: Um, yeah (laughs) yeah i mean come on And, and they're you know but the cbd helps well yeah but how about we get that 300 down to a more manageable number and you won't even have to worry about the cbd you know and that's the we we like ryan said we are in such a system where we want the quick fix we everything should be able to be taken in a pill form or instead of dealing with it at the base root cause we're you know our our food pyramid is a joke our nutritional education is a joke um and we're, it's almost like we're meant to be sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just a ma- We're like a ticking time, a time bomb, each one of us, you know, it's, it's not if it's just a matter of when. Well, the I, think the, worst, sure. go ahead, I
2: right. think the worst is the anxiety category these days. I, everybody's been told, you know, it's okay if you're anxious. It's a disease, you know, same with alcoholism. It's a disease, you know, it's, it's not in your control. Don't worry. You can take this drug for the for your anxiety, and I'm talking about CBD here. I'm talking about marijuana, alcohol, you know, food. It's okay to be a food addict because you have anxiety. It helps. Oh, if it helps you with your anxiety, that's okay, right? It's just it's been given an excuse. Everybody's been given an excuse, and anxiety does have nutritional roots, but it's more than that. We've talked about phones and the the oppressive suburban lifestyle and our stressful jobs and all this stuff. I say it all the time. If you're not stressed and depressed in this world environment, then you're sick. Actually. you know, you should be fact? you should be depressed. That means I your body's say, working Yeah, because broadly.
1: we're out of we're out of natural rhythm. The whole system that's set up has nothing to do with natural rhythm, right? I mean, we're we're creatures that need rest, we need downtime. But in, in today's society, you don't have an opportunity to do that. It's work, work, work. It's five, five out of seven days if you're lucky. You know, you get two days off and then you go back for five more and and there's no seasons in, in the work either. You know, in nature, animals hibernate in the winter. Some do. Well, no humans are allowed to hibernate. They're not allowed to <laughs> slow down. You know, I mean, it'd be great if we could take a few months off and follow the natural pattern of nature. But So everybody's been given this,
2: you know, super stressful lifestyle, and then they're told it's okay to be be anxious, you know, it's not something you can do anything about, but you can take these drugs. And yeah, it's just an excuse. So you got a lot of people who do, like you said, Ryan, they wake up and they smoke a bowl. Oh, it's for my anxiety. I hear this all the time. And I've been smoking weed since I was 11 years old, right? I like smoking weed, but I'm not going to use it as an excuse. I'm depressed. I'm anxious, you know, if anything, that's going to make it worse. Yeah. It's gonna make it worse. It's gonna make it lazier. You need to get up and do some action and put the phone down and and you know start a skill if you don't have one, get better at what you do. do something nice for someone, get some fresh air, put your feet to the ground, go swimming. I don't know all these other things that have nothing to do with uh, using a a, a band-aid for your problem yeah. and, and an excuse to use drugs, an excuse to be lazy. you know, anxiety is now it's in some places a legitimate excuse not to work. It's a legitimate disability. This right, right. is it disgusting. You know, so you're giving people license to not do all the things they need to do to get better. Yeah. Exactly, you're setting them up to fail. It, it, yeah.
1: You're giving, and you're giving them that out too. If they do fail, Oh, it's okay.
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's because of my anxiety. Yeah, he was nervous today.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, like I, I definitely drink, and I drink more than I should. But I, like you said, I, I do like when people just own up to it. Like, yeah, dude, I, I. Enjoy doing this. It's something that I do because, yeah, there is stress, like you said, but it, it is just an interesting thing that you really only see that with weed. You don't see it with any kind of drugs. You do see it with food, I guess, too. Um, you see it with phones. You see it with phones. Oh, you sure.
2: Know how many people are, you know, yeah, they have gotten into the idea that they're not okay, and so it's it's okay to be con- constantly distracted by anything. I do right. see it with phones, legitimately. Sure. and I think a lot of people are avoiding. Not that I think, actually, this has got to be a fact that a lot of people are avoiding the things that they know they need to do to have a better life by wasting all their time on the phone. And then later on, you know, they could use that as an excuse. I don't have any time. You did not have any time because you didn't allow yourself to do it, basically.
0: Dude, you wonder, too, since, like, we're kind of the first generation or the ones that are, I don't know what, when exactly it started to call it the first generation that has access to phones throughout their whole life, but... You're going to wonder how many people like on their deathbed, they're going to look back and be like, holy shit, I spent so much time on a phone just wasting my life. Like the, you you haven't heard any like grandparents say that yet or, you know, parents even like 40, 50, 60 year old people. But like these like 20 year old kids and stuff, man, like you wonder if that's going to happen or if it's just going to be so much part of the culture that they're just going to be like, well, I wish that the phone came out earlier or whatever. You know, I wish I had more time to be on my phone. Well, it's a gift I'm so occurs. glad
2: so glad we grew up before this man to to be able to experience just going to a high school party without everyone with their phone out and yeah not have your whole entire life recorded and all kinds of stuff I'm very upset that I spent the last four and a half years on the phone you know I I make good money from it now but I ask myself every day is this worth it and I was talking with uh someone I work with today he says you must be making real good money now eh?" I said yeah it's pretty good it is pretty good. Five years ago, this would have been like amazing. I said, if I could make this much money now, oh man, it's incredible, but I hate my life because I spend it on the phone. And even before, I'm being honest here, before I I was depressed, man, most of my life straight up, but it was still better than this. Somehow it was still better than this, The life without the phone, I'm I'm pretty new to the phone. I was a late comer, but just being able to go around and and travel and, and do all these other things without it, I've I wouldn't trade it at all. I'm so grateful that we got to live life without the phone. And I'm so sad for anybody who doesn't get to do it now. People, it's been said a million times, you know, you got people who go out just to take a picture of it and stuff. And yeah, they can't do anything without bringing the phone and making all these weird excuses like, oh, it's to share it. It's all this connectivity and all this stuff. Like, They use yeah. all these good things as an excuse to to be sucked on their phone all the time. And it's just, it's so lame. I feel so bad that they don't get to experience life.
1: Yeah. And my pet peeve with it is that people expect that just because you have a phone, you have to respond instantly. Now, oh, yeah. And it it drives me nuts. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm supposed to respond to you and anyone else that's trying to get a hold of me at that time, all the time, just because I have this little mirror in my pocket. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there's points where I'll just shut off my phone for a couple hours and, forget about it and whatever happens and all of a sudden you get back and there's a couple, then somebody starts blowing you up. Hey, where are you? What are you doing? Are you okay? Everything good? Like, dude, relax. I shut my phone off for a few hours, you know, but it's so abnormal for people to just break away and everybody expecting that instantaneous reply. And if not, then the mental mind fuckery of, creating a problem in your head right well maybe something's wrong why aren't they responding to me did i do something or are they mad at me like i get that from people too it's like no i i just wanted to take a little break sorry guys
0: they get anxiety from the phone still yeah like in a different way no but uh ryan you were saying something too man like uh you know how you were miserable or depressed i forget what word you used when you were not on the phone so much but now you've built a successful business using the phone but somehow the older days were better that's what every like honest successful person says is like that like try that that path to getting to the success was more fun and like looking back at that they feel more like happy and more pride than where they're actually at you know what i mean like you always hear about the journey like that's the fun part to success and success is just like once you have it it's whatever you know um, I don't know. I just think that that's kind of something that I hear a lot. And it's just funny to hear you kind of say it in a little bit of a different way there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think some days now I would, I wouldn't give to be bored again. <laughs> I know boredom is the devil in all this. And that's a large re- part of the reason I was depressed. I, I chose to leave society. I chose not to have a job. I haven't had a job since my early twenties. Yeah. And it was hard. A lot of years were very bored. A lot of years I was starving to death, to death literally starving, but somehow I fantasize about those times now we lived in the woods for a while we, we were me and my friend we were straight up homeless for a while and one whole summer we lived in the woods and i i genuinely fantasize about that time didn't have a phone walk barefoot all around the forest every day even getting just murdered by mosquitoes and all this stuff <laughs> you know we're, we're growing tomatoes and we got some chickens we're starving but you know getting by and yeah i, I actually fantasize about this But I haven't paid a phone bill in many years. I should say that I like saying this. sometimes people think that it's like mandatory to have a phone. I do have a phone. I work on the phone, but I haven't paid a phone bill in years. So when I go outside, I'm outside. That's it. I don't bring my phone with me. My wife can't call me. No one could call me because I never needed to do it when we were kids. You could just walk outside and knock on your buddy's door or just go for a walk. Go to the park, you know, smoke joints with my buddies and stuff in the park. Your parents can't call you. No one could call you. It was nice. And I, you know, I like going out to the grocery store and stuff with with no phone. It gets me away from all this pressure, and especially in the social media age, you know, yeah, connected is it's good in a way. But you know, we deal with people in Australia and New Zealand and Hong Kong and India and all this stuff. So right now, right now, it's it's 9 p.m. for me right now in Texas. Well, it's it's morning in Australia, right? So there's people messaging me from Australia. My phone's going off here. It's it's silent, but my phone has been going off. So I'm saying if you don't unplug yourself from it, there's it will never stop or it has the ability to never stop. Sure. Right. You guys know on Instagram, you can just keep scrolling forever. It will never stop. It doesn't go along with the circadian rhythm of where you are. It doesn't care where you are. There's someone else on the other side of the world just waking up. And especially in business, this can drive you absolutely insane because there's always somebody that needs something. At some point, you have to set your own limits. And I've done that by not paying the phone bills one way. And by also limiting my time, I do messages in the morning, and I'm done period. I do emails in the afternoon, and I'm done period. Right. And when I have time to do especially like, you know, a paint and going out on painting or something like that, just the phone is not with me, you can't harass me. But if you let it, it will, you know, there's mm-hmm. always something going on on the phone, if you don't turn your mind off and, and set your own boundaries, it can consume you. And many people do sleep with the phone, and they're on it until the until their eyes hurt. And then, yeah, they check it first thing in the morning and that's your problem. You need to stop.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Well said. And so people might be confused as like how you have a phone, how you work off. It's obviously you just use the Wi-Fi, right?
2: Use Wi-Fi or yeah. plug it in with an ethernet cable. But I will say this. I just bought two ethernet cables and they both broke.
0: Yeah. They make Maybe, them shitty, dude.
2: Oh man. They need to make a good one. Someone needs to message me and say, Hey, there's this wicked ethernet cable that won't break. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset at this point because that was nice when it worked because it's less radiation. I'm pretty sensitive to this too, EMF. And uh, it, yeah, I was very grateful to have the ethernet cable and I'm still upset that, that they're all junk that I can find. Hopefully, uh. hopefully someone makes a good one, but yeah, you can just use wi wifi. Uh, yeah. iPhone is the most popular phone in the world. I think it's close to 60% of Americans use it. So when I need to call a customer or something, I pop in their number and it'll tell me if they have an iPhone or not because it gives me the FaceTime option. Bam, we'll call them on FaceTime. If not, if they're the 40%, I'll use a text app, which is also free. And it only works on Wi-Fi. And that's fine because that way, when I'm not near Wi-Fi, I get to be in peace with some kind of a peace. If not, you're contactable all the time. People are complaining about this with regular jobs, too. People work at Starbucks and they're complaining that their boss messages them all the time. This seems yeah. to be a problem in every industry. You need to set your own limits. And if if you do this, if you switch off, everybody in my life knows this. I'm on the road. I'm physically impossible. It's not possible to contact me. I will not answer. And you just have to accept it. It's their problem. If they're, if they're anxious about that, you know, Matt, you were saying, you know, are they mad at me or something like that? You just got to know, I don't have, a don't have a phone bill. That's it. If I'm available, I will respond. It's also a hundred other people trying to get my attention. Can't answer everyone. Not everyone is that busy, but a lot of people, it's like their, their phone makes them like they're popular and they're not at all. They're not doing anything at all, but almost anyone can be busy with the phone if you turn your notifications on on all your different apps. So yeah, (laughs) it's silly. You You can let it consume you if you want, or you can turn it off and the people in your life will understand your boundaries because if you are constantly contactable normally, Matt, but then, you know, one day you don't respond, that's when they might get weird about it. But you can't get me on Instagram in the afternoon. I'm done. Every, everybody should know that, and they do. They they understand. They figure it out.
0: You got to love the people that have those little Bluetooth things, you know, the headphones, oh, to make oh, them look geez. important in public, right? <laughs> like how like how you're saying, Ryan, like turning all your notifications on so that it's just constantly going off. Like, look how important I am. And then you got these, like when I used to work at Pepsi, man, there was people that were merchandisers, which is the low-level Entry level employee, right? Like you're just stocking shelves, and they would have Bluetooth things, like they're the salesman, like they're getting called and like having a haggle. But it's like they they were never using them. It was just sitting on their head all day. And I just I would always like make fun of them, like they're like these big businessmen making you know fifteen dollars an hour or whatever. It's just ridiculous, man.
1: Those are the guys with the beepers in the eighties. Beepers are kind of cool. I wish those.
0: I mean, I was a kid when I first saw one, obviously, like with my mom. She had one. And I just thought they were kind of cool. I I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if there was, those were back.
1: Dude, the
2: from what I can tell, the people who are really the busiest, and I, I'm not bragging here. I'm not social at all. Honestly, this drives me nuts. But my phone is so busy that I have to stay away from it. And you'll notice this, too. I, I know some some pretty big-time business people. They're the ones that have to They consciously get away from it. So you see these nobodies walking around, yeah, with the Bluetooth. They're always talking to someone, always texting someone. They can't actually be that busy because if you were that busy, you wouldn't want to be on the phone anymore.
1: Yeah, Yeah. good point. That's funny, man. (laughs) Hey, Have you guys heard this? This is pretty wild here. Listen to this. Tell me what you hear the sentence as being. Okay.
4: That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing.
1: Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. This yeah, has it sounds like twenty different things.
0: Is, right?
2: So
3: yeah. are you sure you don't hear rotating pirate ships?
4: That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing.
3: Or do you hear <laughs> that isn't my receipt?
4: <laughs>
3: this is the power of suggestion. Just maybe you're hearing Bart Simpson bouncing.
4: <laughs> Is in motion, is
3: in motion,
0: and then, is in and then the la- the the la- the, <laughs> la- the- lobsters in motion. Surely
4: not. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's cool. <laughs> <is in> motion, <laughs> that. <laughs> man, just out of a casual chaps chant, eh? That's
1: unbelievable, man. Uh,
0: there's the one too where it says like either Green Lantern or Rainstorm or yes. like any variation of those two, and it does sound exactly. It's kind of like a robotic voice, so so you wonder if that does anything. But yeah, dude, that's great. Dude, those are so funny, guys. Let me throw another example. Just
2: while we're still on the topic of the social media stuff, there's a trend that I saw because I'm into these dumb phones too. I have to have a smartphone for for work, but I'm into the trend of dumb phone phones that don't have all the social media apps and who's it being led by several celebrities who basically say that they, they're depressed because they're on the phone all the time so they got a dumb phone so I'm just trying to make the point that the busiest people they're the ones who actually want less of this and mm-hmm. those big business people that I that I've mentioned most of them do have a smartphone but some of them have a dumb phone and a lot of them leave it in their car and a lot of them leave it at home and those are the people that when I sit and eat with them, we actually look each other in the eyes and are present with each other it's because they've been so busy for so long that they recognize the value of real life, where you've got a lot of people who I think have I'm not beating up on anyone here, but a lot of people I see who I don't think they have any life at all. <laughs> they got they, they got nothing interesting to say. They've got no life experience and they're constantly on the phone acting like they're a, a CEO of a company or something. And that's just or not... a
1: spiritual healer oh yeah
0: i love those big fan of those
2: spiritual healer with the bluetooth headphones in you, you like, mean, Don't you wear, do me yeah they're bad for you those those headphones but yeah it's sad guys just the the simple pleasure of standing at a bus stop it's lost on most people you know i, I, I try and time how long it takes someone to look down at their phone when there's a single second to wait you know you, you're in line at the grocery store and people are on the phone i i i'm i'm a creep now I'll look over the shoulder what are they looking at i'm interested <laughs> and what are they doing nothing nothing important nothing fulfilling stop Just it. scrolling through their own pictures like looking at it's like them yeah themselves. my goodness well
1: i i i do the same thing at the gym ryan I, I i noticed that like there's some people like they'll do a workout and then they'll go right to their phone and I, I and it's gotten to the point where certain people like i'll look over and try and see like what are you looking at like i know you're not like changing music or anything And a lot of people, they're going to scroll through Facebook. You're not making (laughs)
2: business decisions and trading stocks.
1: No, And and what I was going to say even before that was, like you were saying, there was life before cell phones. People made very good livings before cell phones. So there is ways to work in this world without a cell phone.
2: Definitely, man.
1: That is possible.
2: Absolutely. I think people forgot about that. My goodness. Totally possible to live life. And yeah, I I like to say that when I get a chance, like I run a business and it's actually a pretty successful business on the phone. And I've been still able to live a lot of my life without it. I know I said it's driving me nuts the amount of time I have to spend on it. Sure. But there's still so much other time and other activities without it. And those are the ones that I look forward to. I look forward to putting the phone down. I do. I do got to do the work. I got to do my job then I'm happy to get off of it and move on to something else.
0: That's real, something physical. That's cool, man. That's good. I think a lot of people need to meet in the middle. You don't have to go all that way. Like you don't have to do the whole thing, right? Where you're like, you know, excited to get off it, but just put it down for a little while. I think
1: that's, that would help a lot of people, man. Yeah, well, set, hey, your set, own, set your own limits. limits. It's discipline, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just the key as with anything. If you can be disciplined with it it can be a tremendous asset. Yeah, yeah. Or it can be a huge liability. I mean it really it's a tool, right? And it, if you use it wisely, it will benefit you. If you abuse it, it will consume you and it will take you over. And I I don't think anyone is taught either how to use the phone. Right? There's no one that there's no guide out there You know, telling, I mean, certain parents set parameters, right? Like, okay, you get two hours a day and then it locks on you, shit like that. But no one's teaching kids how to use the phone. I mean, I've never been taught a class on what's the best way to use your phone? What's the most beneficial? How much time should I use it? Um, You know, what hours are best for it? You know, these are all things that really do make a difference. Like Ryan was saying before, I mean, the last thing you want to do is sit there in front of your phone before you try and go to bed. I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. one of the worst things for your sleep is is to stare at that blue screen and then try and fall asleep into a good state. I mean, and that's not even with
2: not even mentioning the actual radiation involved.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not even having it sleeping, laying next to your head while you're sleeping.
2: I would say the first limit to set is the morning. It's the morning, right? When you're trying to quit smoking, what do you do? You push the morning cigarette the furthest that you can. you going on the phone in the morning. It has to be one of the worst things that we can do, just like before bed as well. For, for me, I'm not saying I'm perfect or that anyone has to live life the way I do. But like I said, the phone does drive me nuts. So I really value the time before I start on the phone. I don't go on the phone first thing in the morning. I don't care if it's an emergency. I'm in the health business. There's always someone with an emergency. We've got people with cancer. We've got people on their deathbeds, unfortunately. And they're, they're there in the morning. Like I said, some of them are in Australia. I'm going to wake up with these messages. And I know that as soon as I turn the phone on, It's going to be nonstop. It's going to give me the anxiety. I have to get to work, basically. But the most important thing of your day, you should do it in the morning. I, I value reading. I read in the morning before the phone. And I can't even read properly once the phone's on, by the way, because it's just too distracting. There's too much going on. I can't think about what I'm reading. Same with exercise, right? If you value getting jacked, if you value getting in shape, go to the gym first thing in the morning. Do not turn your phone on. You do not need it yet. Set a time right? I, for me, it's a workday. Reading comes before the workday. That's my time, right? People on the phone, everybody who wants everything from me, you don't get that time. That's my time. And it would be the same if I wanted to work out in the morning. Your phone is going to slow you down anyways. It's going to distract you. Focus on what you're doing. If you're trying to learn an instrument or you, you got to get your homework done or wh- whatever it is, do it in the morning before you turn your phone on. You can have your phone time in the day, I guess, if, if you need it. But ask yourself, what are you doing on the phone, right? I run a business. It's a very legitimate excuse to to be on the phone. I actually need to. Instagram doesn't work properly on desktop. I've tried the the other apps to make it work and it, it doesn't work that well. So I have to use the phone. If it didn't, I wouldn't use the phone. But if you're not, if you're just scrolling, be honest with yourself. You're not doing anything important. Get yourself a plan and work that plan. And then you shouldn't even have that much time to be on the phone. And then of course at night, Turn it off before you go to bed several hours, just like you wouldn't eat a four course meal before you go to bed. It's not going to be good for you. Yeah. The blue light, the the distraction, your brain is constantly buzzing, thinking of all these different people. You scroll every five seconds. You got a new thought. It's yeah. I don't know how people sleep with this stuff. So turn it off a few hours before bed or set your hours. Okay. You get off work at four o'clock and you take the bus. Okay. But sure. Be on the phone uh, on the bus, but you know what I mean? Set some kind of limits here, and then the beginning of the day and the end of the day are your most important to keep for yourself. They're the most important for you to keep free of the pollution.
1: I like yeah, you. absolutely. I, I and I find that I try and avoid it as much as possible in the morning. Like I want to, I want to get out, get up, get a workout in, and get the dog walked before I even think about like getting into the phone. And it, it's usually pretty good. I mean, other than I turn it on to listen to a podcast or something like that, uh, you know, and it's helped a lot because it you don't even realize it. It's such a distraction. Two minutes here, two minutes there, five minutes here. It just eats up your time. And, and those minutes add up and cumulatively over the day. Just think about the time you're wasting. Just, you know, quote unquote, just checking mm-hmm. and checking for what? Is it is it really that important? That's, and I think a lot of people have to come to reality with that. Like, is what we're doing on our phones really that important? Is it healthy for us, or is it not? Is it beneficial for us, or is it detrimental? I mean, you really got to take a good look in the mirror and figure out what's best for you. Yeah, dude. They used to
0: make all those movies about like the how bad the TV was for you. Remember, like uh, even the stupid ones, like Click. Like uh, people that yeah. get obsessed with the TV, right? And well, then my par- like our parents curse. used
1: to yell at us, you're sitting too close to TV, you're going to hurt your eyes. Yeah. Right? Now we carry this thing. And that's what they said. Now we carry this thing around and it's right in front of your face. And then on top of it, now we go VR and you planted the screen, you know, to your yeah, eyes, yeah. <laughs> basically. So what is it? You know, I, I know it's not healthy for you, but you're absolutely right. They always showed the people getting sucked into the TV land or. Yeah, dude, I like saw that. one, I saw one uh, Kim showed me where, cause she's obsessed with TV
0: and like, she was raised. Yeah. You know, I was, was the, too. Her, yeah. It was her babysitter, man. Her She didn't have the best parents and all that stuff. And um, she showed me one where a dude, like the devil came and sold this guy a TV and it had 666 channels <laughs> and all this shit, you know, it was a great movie. And like he, it was basically like like horrible scary game shows that you were stuck in kind of is what it was. So you get sucked into the TV, but it's like I they I haven't seen any of those with phones yet. You know, maybe the phone hasn't been out long enough, but I haven't seen any movies where is that more that's more you.
1: along the lines of
0: like Black Mirror, right? It sounds like in a black sense. like it could be a yeah. Black Mirror episode. But and then also too you guys were talking about like uh just fun shit that you can do like in in crowded areas instead of getting on the phone for like the 10 seconds or whatever. Dude, people watching. People watching is the best. And it's Nothing not creepy. Bad. It's just you're looking at the weird people out there. Sometimes there's a pretty girl. Sometimes there's a really weird looking dude. And you can enjoy both. You know, you can look at them and laugh or, or whatever, dude. But yeah, I, me and my dad love people
1: watching, man. It's fun. And that's a lost art too now because when you're watching people... You're watching people stare at their phones. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, we're, you're not even getting to watch people interact and do things anymore. It's just, oh, let's see if this dummy's going to fall in the fountain cuz he's not paying attention, he's staring yeah, at yeah, his yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, that's true. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll all go down on November 4th like they're telling us, right? That's the new apocalypse date after the 23rd didn't come through. October I mean, 4th. Oh, did I say November?
1: Yeah. Yeah, now, October 4th. Can we talk about that for a second? Because can with. we stop with these fucking dates? I love it. All right. I think it's First so all, funny. Okay. I want to say congratulations to everyone that's listening. We survived the 923 date another year. So we'll have to wait until 923 of 24 for everybody to come back with that one. Now it's ten four, And why? Because they're doing some national broadcast test. Which
0: they do every year, by the way. Which
1: they do at least once a year, every year. And I like them. I think it's. This fun. is the cuiest bullshit ever. I can't, I can't tell you how like disappointed I am sometimes when people are like, "Is this real?" You know, well, dude, what should my, we do for it?
0: Another thing I like that's along those lines that I I legitimately enjoy this because it's funny and I fall for it because my gambling side falls for it. But like when people come out and predict a Super Bowl score and it's off, or like when Aaron Rodgers hurt himself. And then someone posted after that this dude predicted it. And it sounds kind of legit, like when you look into it, but like, I don't know, it's just like, why, if you know all these things, why can't you like be a hundred percent right and tell us before it happens instead that's the of after Gema- that's my biggest
1: wrong. issue with gematria, right? Is all these people that use it to predict shit after the fact, well, why can't you tell me something that's going to happen before it happens? Right, right, right. Yeah. If the numbers are that good, right? And the and, and honestly, that's the only reason why I give that dude Zach Hubbard a little bit of credit with his stuff. Oh, uh, he, are you talking about the dude that you had on here? No, no, no. He's he does gematria effects or something like that. Okay, he's got a big. He's on like his. Uh, he'll say like probably like his twenty six YouTube channel or something like that. Okay, but he does everything he does is tied to the Jesuits, but. He actually does sports and he does gambling and stuff like that, and he's got a, a paywall and everything. But for X, I, I forgot how many years in a row he used matria before the season to predict the Super Bowl winner, and it, it worked for four or five years in a row. And I give him a little credit for that because he actually put it out there beforehand, yeah. left it out there, and could prove that he picked it. That's cool. Man, you can make so much. Imagine that, dude! Like
0: picking the freaking Super Bowl winner five years out and just nailing it. You know, well, what that's I mean? the like, thing.
1: Like to be a time travel. Right? Oh yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. Just bet on one game. I'm gambling. That's it. You got to you got to figure it out. You do the slow slow crawl. You win it, and then eventually, since you know all the winners already, boom. It wouldn't be as fun though, man. I heard someone
0: say that gamblers don't get addicted to winning; they get addicted to losing. Yes, <laughs> like that's really what what it is. Like when you win you'll just lose all that money too, you know, for the most part. Not me, of course. I'm just kidding. Well, it's like
1: (laughs) athletes too. The higher up you go, the less you really, you know, winning's great and it it feels good, but it doesn't hurt as much as losing does. You know, like that's that's why you keep coming back because you don't want to feel that pain of the loss. And because winning feels good, but man, it doesn't feel as good as – you know, the bad of that burn of a bad loss.
0: Yeah. That that great quote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's from Michael Jordan where he says, like, I've missed so-and-so game-winning shots and all the all this different, you know, horrible stats, but and I forget how it ends, to be honest. But it's just interesting that like y- y- you can make a thousand baskets, let's say, and miss one, and that one really kind of sticks with you over all the other ones. Yep. It's weird. It's like we like punishment, we like a little
1: pain. Oh, of course. Well, speaking of which, did you on uh, Netflix, they have this great documentary on the Florida college football team. It's called Swamp Kings from like 06 to 2010, that Urban Meyer era. And no. holy shit, man, what a wild place that was. He was training these dudes like special forces, really? like training these kids to go to war, to play college football and. Just doing some really crazy shit, bringing in some really, really shady characters, but they won, and that's really all that matters in that arena. That's kind of cool. Like when was it abusive? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, guys were getting arrested. Guys were getting. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was on the theme, so oh, well. he allegedly was involved in a few murders. So, I mean, well, himself too, right? Didn't he hurt. himself. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's cool if you can make like a bunch of badass kids like that, but without like the abuse, but I think there's always got to be a little bit of abuse and that's how they kind of, you, know, you know, mental abuse, hopefully not too much physical, but yeah, dude, do like you're, you're kind of like, I remember at low level baseball, that's what got me out of it was because I felt pressure by my dad and he wasn't doing nothing wrong. He was just like pushing me he was like, you, you can be really good at this. And it like, it was like a false sense of uh, pressure that, that really wasn't there, but you know, like a you got to be able to handle that as a kid and then you know there's got to be like this balance but there's always going to be a little bit of that like uh abuse i think for anyone that's really good at something you know that's just my thought i don't know
1: yeah i think as as twisted as it is yeah there is that little bit of masochism in every excellent athlete i mean you gotta get outside that normal mentality to to go to the places they go i mean you hear about some of the ufc training sessions and shit they go through and it's it's a mental battle too as much as it is physical
0: yeah or even just cutting weight you know like who who the hell wants to you know cut that much weight some of these dudes cut 50 pounds man and it's like or more even and it's like how the hell do you do that like you gotta you gotta be a little fucking crazy
1: to do well and but those guys are pros now think about the high school kids that are doing it for wrestling like that just always blew my mind how these kids could pull that off. They they do school, wrestling, weight cutting, all the trash shit. bags to
0: school and shit. And, yeah. yeah.
1: And still function, not just die on the floor. Yeah,
0: man. I don't know, dude, if you if you've ever tried to like sweat out a bunch because I tried it just to see what it's like.
1: It's rough. It's like, oh, it's especially crazy. You put one of those garbage bags on. Forget yeah. about it, dude. Feel like you're going to pass out. You do cardio with one of those on. No, thanks. Yeah.
0: I'll usually do that like the morning after I drink, like on a UFC weekend, you know, like I'll go run with a trash bag on and you can run for like half the time and sweat like five times, 10 times as much. Yeah. It's
1: just going to dehydrate the shit out of you.
0: Yeah. And then I drink a shit ton of water and then
1: I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what it's all about though. Right. I mean that, that just getting all those toxins out.
0: Yeah. That's what it is, man. Drinking a bunch of
1: water and then sweating all that shit out. Dude, did you see this fucking crazy dude? I think I sent it to you, Rai. Oh, the golfer? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh my god, dude, this fucking guy. Like what is going on with people these days? Like this guy seems like he looks kind of normal. You <laughs> he's know, been to heaven and though. he's on a golf course and you just see right up after I
3: don't give you a goddamn thing. I'm going to take your clubs. This is me.
1: No. even where
3: you're fucking I'm not
1: getting a fight on a golf
3: course. Then I'm leave. Course. <laughs> I'm going
1: to stand here
0: and you can complain. Goodbye. You won't
1: give her ball, ball, ball back, right? No. Me. You're the, the coach
3: I asked you no. to speak. You took her ball. Please don't speak to me. We're coming over. Here. You <laughs> took her ball. Bro, you took her ball. <laughs> if you need money for her <laughs> golf balls. I'm going to, Walter. Because I'll plant you, bitch boy. Now get the fuck off the cart. Walter. Bitch Walter.
4: Walter. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh. Do heaven, bitch, and you test you fucking come get it, stack. Okay, oh. <laughs> You think I'm mentally ill? Yes,
1: you. Think I'm mentally Ill. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Jersey thing to do. Hey, though, sir, doing some... Is just to rip your shirt off in the middle of a discussion or an argument. <laughs> a, it's a very Jersey thing. I don't know what it is, but I remember seeing that a lot, dude. Yeah, I don't know how I would handle
0: that situation, man. Like everything, like even just watching him from the screen, I just
1: want to go knock this dude out, man. Yeah, like that he seems it, like it's like elementary shit too. Like you, a ball. Why, why'd you take the lady's ball? Like I mean, come on. This is it's not like okay, she he she stole your parking spot. Nothing like that. Like, you just randomly pick up this lady's golf ball and take it. Like, what the well, you, fuck?
0: You almost wonder if that's not the full clip. Like, what if all of them were throwing golf balls at him? Or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we think he's the asshole.
1: <laughs> or he's the guy driving by at, at, and they're at the driving range and they're hitting him at his cart as he drives <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah, like, like trying to mess with him and then they
0: just film him so that they can look like the victims. But yeah, dude, he looks
1: insane. But once the shirt comes off, you know, he's unhinged. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it did. They they didn't physically threaten this guy at all, and he just fucking popped off.
0: Yeah, I like that line. This is a guy that's been to heaven, bitch. Do you want to test God? That's yeah, and do you want to test
1: God? That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you, I think you sent me another one too, where two dudes were fighting over like their position on the green or something. And yes. this dude just, dude, just knocks this dude
1: out like, bad, bad, and then he kicks like him in the him. face. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, dude, these guys had to be friends, they were playing together, they're in an all out fist fight on the golf course. Dude <laughs> hits him right on the chin, knocks him out, and as he's walking by, then he punts his friend in the face talk some shit over him and walks away
0: dude yeah i've never been that mad over a game like that no wild man
1: no not at all i was trying
0: to see it but i don't uh i don't know how far back you sent it but yeah man it's a great clip it was in the last
1: week but yeah that one that one i was like i can't believe this shit these guys are really duking it out on the course like it's unbelievable. I, I I I don't know.
0: Yeah, he gets a clean knockout too. Oh, clean! Pretty bad. Like,
1: fly, guy went jelly leg the whole deal.
0: Oh, I found it. Should I play it real quick?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: For anyone uh, viewing here, hopefully we can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just going at it back here, dude. And my volume's hidden, so I'm just gonna leave it. But
1: yeah, just that's fine. You get the idea. Yeah, he so they you know? duking it out, throwing fists. He's yelling about him taking his ball. They're pushing. And then boom. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Him, and then bam. Dude, yeah. why the stomp afterwards? So yeah, that's not necessary.
0: This is my favorite part, though, how he grabs it and he's yeah. walking away. But then he looks back at him just to be like, did I really do that?
1: <laughs> I don't think he's getting up for a while. Might as well take his shit dude yeah
0: he's i mean that that knockout
1: was pretty bad dude oh he's out he hasn't even rolled he hasn't flinched nothing no bubbles
0: yeah and that stomp was just
1: unnecessary man (laughs) see that's another problem too is
0: people don't really know how to fight so that is what's kind of scary about getting in a fight like when you knock someone out you can you can leave them alone they're not gonna get back up and hit you for a while you know what i mean like you don't have to stomp them like that
1: man yeah because even when they come to they're still on queer street their oh, legs yeah, aren't they're... under them, so if they try to pose any threat, you just lay them back out. But fuck to do that, and that's the thing. Like in street fights, you see it all the time where there's just that one extra shot. Dude's already down, he's already out, and somebody has to come in either with a kick or one more shot, and that ends up like killing the dude or paralyzing, making him paralyzed. And fuck, yeah. it's just it's not good. It sucks, man. So you're supposed to just run away from a fight, and that's how you win all of them. But Dude, it's the easiest way, you yeah. know, in the end is just get the fuck out, avoid. Yeah. Or just shoot <laughs> uh, them.
4: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just
2: lost my patience with people.
0: No, I mean, yeah, it's a, it, it's funny cuz if you were to ask someone like who would be the the first one to say just shoot them, I think everyone would have you last. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have said
2: Ryan <laughs> by far. <laughs> Now, That's peace funny. and love until you act like that, though, then you should just shoot him.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that we should make the death penalty legal again and uh public execution needs to come back. And well, if you guys silence. didn't know,
2: there are a few towns in America, let me type this in, towns in America where owning a gun is mandatory. I think there's at least four towns in America. One of them is Kennesaw, Georgia. That one's the famous one. And I think... that's awesome yeah there's there's two in Colorado I I think there's four okay and in those states when they entered or in those places it's not like it's enforced by the way it's not like the police comes to your house and knocks on the door and and say you you got guns here right but it's on the books that it's mandatory for the homeowner to own a gun and when they introduced those the property crimes and just crimes in general violent crimes plummeted they went down because why are you gonna mess with somebody if you know they have a gun right you wouldn't like that guy with the golf thing even if he was mentally deranged you wouldn't act a fool like that if you knew that everybody had a gun and I I genuinely think this is actually like the answer to a lot of society's problems although violence is already at record low this is the safest time there's ever been to be alive but there's also a lot of real uh jerks like that walking around who are not afraid of consequences at all especially when the consequences only come from the police and you know the police aren't there and we have to rely on the police with their monopolization of violence. And you know, we do have these few jerks who are able to, to really cause a lot of damage. And I don't think we would have situations like we have in San Francisco right now or Seattle, you know, where people are running amok like crazy. If everyone carried a gun, you wouldn't be breaking into cars all the time. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be picking on random civilians or anything like that. A lot of these one sided things that you see. This is why I'm saying, you know, I was kind of just off the cuff there Just shoot them. But really, (laughs) if you had a gun and you pulled it out, the guy stops right there.
1: Yeah. If you keep keep acting a fool, then
2: he's actually a danger to society, and you should just
0: shoot him. Get it over with. Before someone else does it, right? Hopefully it doesn't sound
2: too ugly, but there's some real, real ugly people out there, and the vast majority of us are not. The vast, vast, vast majority of us are not. It's a few people who cause most of the crimes, especially when it comes to violent crimes and property crimes. It's the tiniest fraction of people. And those people wouldn't mess around if gun ownership were more widespread and to the extreme being mandatory, I don't think the we should have anything mandatory because that means law. i more of an anarchist for sure. But yeah, gun freedom. You wouldn't see that stuff. You, you would see it a lot less. And that guy would stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One thing I almost feel like should be mandatory too is like um, like political service, like uh, like Congress service, like congressional service. I think everyone should do that just so because I you wouldn't think that it could get away f- and be such a horrible like this few group of people that are in Congress for 90 years or however long, you know, um, if everyone's just doing it for three months, like a quarter of a year. And maybe, you know, Congress is bigger or something, but it I don't could know, it backfire, like though, too. Yeah, on that. Backfire. I'm you know? sure. I mean, anything could, you know, but it's just like and I think it'd be better than having
1: people like Pelosi and, you know, all these you think you know, fucking Fetterman's bad. Put the lady that's your, you know, <laughs> local bagger at Walmart. On right. Rides a rascal a to work. See how that gets you. Yeah. I, but she's only in for three months and she's Understood. only one out of. So we said that about Biden. It was only going to be four years, but look where it's gotten us so far. Four years, is a little different than three months, <laughs> man. This has been a long four years, hasn't
0: it? It does feel slow. My
2: Speaking goodness.
1: of funny shit. Have either of you guys checked out uh, Shane Gillis's new uh, comedy special on Netflix? dude everyone's talking about that is it good oh my god it is hilarious like i'm not a big you know how many special guy like i think they're all well overdone and they usually right. suck dude this one i was belly laughing i've actually watched it twice in the last like three days because i'm like was it really that funny the first time and i watched it again <laughs> this afternoon i'm like holy shit it was well, he has got a couple bits that are just fucking priceless
0: i heard the pre-republican one like someone kind of like butchered it but yeah i kind of regurgitated it like i'm not republican i'm like pre-republican but like yeah so if it's that kind of stuff
1: and then like oh. a jackie robinson bit too i heard oh that yeah that's when when americans started being racist <laughs> yeah
0: when the uh the the best athlete in the world was like a 43 year old alcoholic and then jackie robinson comes in and blows them all out of the water yeah it's kind of
1: funny dude here I'll put. Actually, I got a, I got a little clip I'll play of one of his bits about George Washington. It's fuck it. It's it's hilarious. Uh, I'll probably watch it tonight. Let's see.
3: I'm back, 100 love America, love George Washington. And then you get to the end of the tour, and the last thing you see on the George Washington tour is George Washington's teeth in a case. And if you you know the myth is George Washington had wooden. Turns out George Washington had it was ivory and lead dentures with horse and cow teeth on the top row, and human slave teeth on the bottom row. Damn! What the fuck? That's it, that's how the tour ends. You gotta walk outside to a hot sunny parking lot, like what the fuck was that? <laughs> also lead with the teeth, show me the teeth right away. Dude, don't make me love George Washington for two hours, and at the very end be like, you wanna see some wild shit you see his teeth every story about him makes perfect sense but like, he was a man of few words it's like yeah dude he had fucking donkey teeth <laughs> lead in his mouth for a decade you can't keep letting your mouth for a decade that would give you for real like rabies like symptoms You got it. <laughs> like I can't believe we defeated the British I know how we did it we had a fucking six foot two redheaded retarded guy <laughs> the woods just waiting for those motherfuckers 6'2 <laughs> in 1770 that's like 6'10 today <laughs> red hair horse teeth a sword just want <laughs> to tax me my <laughs> you know how terrifying that guy was coming out of the woods it's <laughs> a five-foot british guy oh <laughs> <wrong>? it's george <laughs> You ever see that painting of George crossing the Delaware? Standing. He's the only one standing on the rowboat. Everyone else is like, George, you got to get (laughs) there. I'm back. 100% love America. Love George Washington. And then you get to the end of the tour. Oh, did it like restart? I think
1: something happened. It might have skipped or something. But yeah, dude, it's funny, man. I got to check it out. It's definitely worth it. Good to know. It's on Netflix?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. check out Vivarium and I'll check that out. Not tonight necessarily, but yes, check out. Yes, I will
1: definitely. You'll All like right, it. gentlemen. This has been awesome. Uh Mr. Alexander, where can they find you? Well, today here I'm promoting Wag the Dog
2: Theory primarily. So make sure you check out wagthedogtheory.com. All four installments are on Rumble as well. It's the only platform that allows it currently. Even BitChute banned the first installment, <laughs> really? by the way.
1: Really? Yeah, YouTube oh, wow. Bit
2: banned Banded. So Rumble's got it and wagthedogtheory.com's got it. You can download them. I highly recommend downloading them. The reason these things are good is because I download them. And this stuff is not always guaranteed to be up forever. We should know that in the, compu- in the conspiracy world. You know, when you come across something good, you should save it. And I've seen these videos wake people up. Several people, some people in my family, friends have woken up literally from these videos Like, I'm not really taking credit for these videos. They're just a compilation, mostly a little bit of my own voice thrown in. But this is just a gathering from across the realm of conspiracies. And it's some great stuff in there. Part four is really good. I think it's my favorite installment so far. Like I said, they're very effective at shaking people out of the illusion. Uh, In casual conversation, I'm sure a lot of you guys know that, you know, you can say something that you know is correct. But there's so much behind it. And the other person just dismisses it. Like I said, with the space thing, this this video, it opens up with space. It's got like 20 minutes about the space thing. And I've straight up seen it, at least with one dude. Give it 15 minutes, boom, you're not going to believe that space is real anymore. And so this, this matters. You know, we need to stop supporting this stuff. We need to stop having all these entertainment industries and giant corporate conglomerations that are allowed to keep us in this prison system, this mental prison and it's more than mental now it's economic as well you guys know we've talked (laughs) about it they want us in 15 minute cities and all this stuff and how does this stop we stop giving it our attention We once we break out of that then we stop giving them our money too right then we start putting our attention elsewhere and our money and our resources elsewhere and we build a better life for ourselves and our people i've done that in my own life living outside of the system as much as possible and i think genuinely we could have a better world if more people break out of this, so wag the dog theory.com wag the dog theory on Rumble. And you could find everything else that I do on
1: notusbooks.org Dude, I love I love the documentary. Like I said, I love the format of it, how it, it gives you a good, healthy segment, and then it's on to the next one. And it gives, like I I mean, I've listed off probably about 15 to 20 different subjects that you covered in in part four. And I, I think you're absolutely right. People first have to be able to identify it, right? To be able to recognize what's going on. And then, like you're saying, then they can start withdrawing. drawing. But if you don't know what's going on and what, what they're doing to you, you just assume that this is the way things should be. And, and, and you're falling right into what they want you to. And I think this does a great job of subtly and, again, using mainstream clips to illustrate points that are counter narrative which i think are tremendous right now it's huge to be able to show the other side of the argument because censorship is real and you know we get fact checked on putting up quotes from them so (laughs) uh, i mean i don't know how much more uh difficult it gets but i think videos are very powerful these days and the way you do it with the, you know, like I said, shorter segments that people can really latch onto. And I watched it in, in a couple parts. I watched, I think like two or three clips at a time. And then I'd uh, take a break and then watch some more the next day. And it's, it's great, man. I really love it. So I will put the link in the show notes and excellent work, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me on to let me
2: talk about it. I do think it's important. I like to think that in our lifetimes, because we're all still young here, I like to think in our in our lifetime that we can see some change, that we can see larger movements of people breaking away from the entertainment system, the prison system and mocking it. And that's part of what Wag the Dog is about too. all of them have been, at least to me, somewhat humorous. I think this might be the most humorous one because we should. You just played a comedy clip. I mean, the the ability to mock something is, uh, first of all, a, a great sign of freedom in a society. And second of all, once you can you can mock it, then you can actually break away from it. I think people take this stuff too seriously. That's a big part of the COVID. And if I may, I know we wrapped up here, but I kind of forgot to say that the reason I made the original wag the dog was because COVID was fake. And I've, I've, I'm in the health business. I never wavered from that point at all. The virus, it was not a virus. It was fake. It was based on fake footage of Chinese people falling over in the streets. Never happened anywhere else. That's what got me to make wag the dog in the first place. I wanted to show that footage hey, you remember how they sold us this virus? It was supposed to be people that kills you in the street, drops you dead on the stairs, mid-step it kills you, right? Okay, well, that was fake. And then you've got the media coming out even now to this day saying, oh, the Wuhan lab leak and stuff. And I've been strong on this point since the beginning. You can't make a fake virus in a lab. All of this is BS. Basically everything that they give us is BS. But my point with the comedy thing is when you take it too seriously, that's how the pandemic happened is because people took it seriously. A lot of us were mocking it from the start, but unfortunately, much of the world didn't, and that's what gave us the pandemic. That's what gives us this prison system. Currently, we take these news too seriously, uh, everything from 9-11 to school shootings, and of course, it's sold to us as a massacre. You're not supposed to laugh at a massacre, but you have to look at the footage to see how BS it is, and once you can laugh at it, you can break free from it. You will not be
1: controlled from it. Absolutely. Well said excellent well thank you ryan i appreciate it mr dean
0: yeah man same old stuff here and uh real quick i wanted to ask uh ryan do you have to watch those or do you recommend that you watch those in order or could you just start with any one of them i think you could start with any one of them it's probably
2: best to start at the beginning but sure
0: that's why you did them like that okay gotcha it's like kill bill you can watch the second one and then the first (laughs) one and it still it holds up i guess but uh what i guess so sure i mean i don't know i I definitely want to check them out though um but uh yeah dude i'm I'm doing the same old stuff over here and um the big thing right now is the conspiracy soap dude and it is you know healthy ingredients that are in the soap they're made from uh from a, a legitimate company that is making them for us and they're Supposedly edible. I don't think that you'd want to eat them. It'd probably not be advisable. But yeah, here it goes. Like,
1: say that, and I'm like, dude, I hope it doesn't get to a point where I'm debating on whether I should eat my soap or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. But it's like that's how healthy it is. I think that's the the selling point is that it's okay to put on your skin. Um, I'm sure it would make you shit like crazy if you ate it though. So <laughs> yeah, that, dude. That's usually- I remember
1: as a kid, anytime mom made us put <laughs> that bar of soap in our mouth, fucking diarrhea came like like the sun rising. Jesus.
0: Oh, yeah
5: yes it man. does. so
0: but yeah man so that's real fun and we're trying to get some new scents out for uh you know the holidays so um if you haven't gotten them cool. check them out but
1: that's and about you can it. get that's those all here, on man. your on your page right
0: yeah I, I in all my episodes i post a thing in my link tree you can go right to it there and it's 25 dollars for four bars and it's shipped that's including shipping so Excellent. fun stuff man i gotta that's send some out to people well, yeah, it's like we're trying to go with like um, kind of like Doctor Squatch, but you know, little little different, obviously. So, competitively priced, but yeah, man, I gotta send you some, Matt Ryan, if you want to check them out. I don't know if if you'd uh, want to. I'm into the soap. Where but... you think I don't use soap? I just, you know, I you you seem healthier than most people that I talk to, or you put a focus on that more than more people that I talk to. So I I wouldn't want to send it to you, and you'd be like, "Well, shit." You I said it I ha- you soap. said it had healthy ingredients. As far as I know, man, I'm no soap expert, but these people that are soap experts say it is. So I would let,
2: uh, let me check it out. Send send me some information.
0: OK, cool, cool, man. Yeah, I'll send them over to you or yeah, I'll send you the information. But that's that's the main thing for me, dude. But what about you? You got anything new going on over there?
1: No, like Ryan was saying before, I put out an episode last week on just the joke of COVID and and taking their words from the beginning of the PSYOP from like he said people falling down in the streets to them locking people in their homes to the whole event and just kind of took their clips you know the 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 uh what was it the pandemic of the vaccinate unvaccinated and all that nonsense and then you go through them talking about lockdowns and masks and Remember the arrows in the grocery store and the Love the that. plexiglass that was going to save us, save the cashiers and everything, and just the whole insanity of it. So people don't forget, right? And as and my biggest fear is as we're rolling right now, we're starting to see it make a comeback. Yeah, right. You're Election starting season. to see famous people are starting to test positive, which was the sign of things that happened back then. They're talking about possibly masking up in schools. I know here at, um, I think it's whatever the big hospital is in Boston, they're making the new vaccine, uh, required by mid November that every employee has to get that. And so I think they're going to keep pushing it. So I want to really people to see that the first time was all bullshit. More people, I think we're in a better situation now, but I still think, There's a large percentage of people that we can show that, listen, this is just fucking nonsense and it's time to push back. Enough's enough. That's the other cool theory I really liked. And you just made me think
0: of it, Matt, is that this uh, broadcasting that's going on October 4th is going to trigger something in all the injected people's bodies and they turn into zombies. Zombies. Yeah, I know it's not real, but I love it. I mean, I got I love the idea. I mean, it's
1: a cool concept, but. I mean, come on! It's, I give it a one percent chance, maybe a little less. Yeah, that that it's, it's. I don't know. It's up there with the whole blue beam shit. It's. I, I, don't I you don't think blue beam's real? I think that they're absolutely trying to do that. But oh, I think blue beam's real. Say. I no, I'm saying like the when when blue beam happens, there's going to be people that believe that it's real. You know, oh, that's sure. what I'm saying. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get people that buy that, like, oh my god, it really happened. No, guys, it's all fucking fake. Like, yeah, man, all of it. And then you show them the transfer of wealth and everything like that. And it's like, come on, can we can we make a little bit of correlation here that maybe it was about money and maybe it wasn't about your health all along? And I mean, I'm trying to do what Ryan does is find different approaches to this, because just the simple trying to have a conversation and drop, you know, statistics and studies on people doesn't work. I think if you right. have something on your phone where you can show them a clip or two and be like, hey, how did this age? Did this turn out the way it was? You know, like that whole the mental pandemic.
0: gymnastics. So, yeah. I mean, they so. didn't have all the information. It's like,
1: well, I'm an idiot
0: and I did, you know,
1: yeah. so I don't know. You know, and now we saying, know
0: ventilators kill people
2: by their own 80 yeah, percent or something. People will go on a ventilator. Die, yeah. So we all know this now. Hopefully we know this now. It's hard to show this this part of the in video. But, you know. We all remember they're calling car accident deaths, COVID and all this stuff. The flu disappeared. Hundreds of thousands of people die every year from the flu, just not during the pandemic, right? They just shifted the flu into the pandemic. And then or into COVID and then they put them on ventilators, which wasn't common practice before. And you have to artificially induce a coma to put someone on a ventilator. Basically, that's what kills them. They give them fentanyl and other drugs. We all probably know someone at this point who died from fentanyl. Well, guess what? Pretty much everyone who died from COVID supposedly actually died from fentanyl. because that's what they give them when they induce the coma. It's just all it's 100% BS. If they try and pull this again, hopefully we know this. You know, you need you need vitamin D, you need zinc and other essential nutrients. Processed foods lowers your immune system outdoors and fresh air and, and grounding your feet to the earth and all this stuff is has is and always has been good for your immune system we have always been exposed to pathogens this is not new coronavirus is not new it never was new it was in the textbooks but, but you know what
1: was new ryan was the reaction locking yeah. down beaches shutting exactly. down playgrounds like that's the shit that like people can't fall for that again like listen mm-hmm. they can't tell you you can't go outside They, they, they should be telling you to go outside and ground, get fresh air, you know, eat right, exercise. If anything, it should be mandatory outside. Exactly. you're You're not allowed to go inside your house. Well, and that's what I laugh at. Like, even with the kids at school, like I, I, I fought my school system up, down and sideways about masks outside. I'm like, my son is not wearing a mask outside. I'm like, that's fucking insanity. I'm like, that makes no sense. I'm like, kids are are, are healthy. They're outdoors. D- the mask, there's no science. Show me some science to back it up. And they couldn't. And eventually they had to give him an exemption and not let make him wear it. And eventually it came out with
2: mainstream studies that showed that masks are absolutely useless for, for, yeah. for preventing transmission.
1: Yeah. 100% yeah.
2: useless if anything it makes it worse.
1: And if anything, it could make it worse in a few studies because of there's the bacteria just, that builds up. Yeah,
2: you're suffocating and you're you're breathing your own air poop. Yep. that's what I call it—air poop, right? Yeah, you, air when poop. you when you breathe a out. Fart. Well, when you breathe out, that's that's a, a form of excretion, right? It's waste. It's a waste product that you are expelling. So when you're rebreathing that in, yes, it is is actually bad for you.
1: Yeah. So and that's what <laughs> I I just want to show that kind of shit. And I'm doing a part two right now, and uh, I like the idea of being able to have clips. I think it's real effective nowadays for people to have those little sound bites and see that. Hey, listen. This is what really happened. So,
0: you said you don't have merch, Ryan. That's a that's a shirt idea for you right there. Put like when the masks start coming back out, just make sure that it says don't breathe air poop. Don't breathe air poop. <laughs>
4: air, that's yeah. a
0: solid
2: shirt. I encourage other people, man, just to make wag the dog theory merch. Just I had stickers floating around for a while. I go around and tack uh, business cards up to nice pin boards, of restaurants, and stuff. But yeah. It, you gotta spread yeah. it man like i said we all know zeitgeist made a worldwide impact and i think we could all agree here we haven't even really talked about it but i think we could agree that it's not 100 you know i don't think any of us would 100 percent agree with what they said in, in those three videos so wag the dog theory i think is the uh the new version of that we're nice. you know, what, what are we 15 years later here something like that we need something like this if anyone wants to make merch go ahead doesn't matter. I don't care. It's not monetized. But we have to stop letting them sell us these things, these pandemics, these school shootings and the laws and wars that come from them. They use these events to push wars. They use these events to take away your rights. All laws take away your rights. But every time they come up with one of these new things, it takes more rights away from you. We all remember 9-11. You know, the TSA in airports was supposed to be temporary. Yeah, right. Homeland security is supposed to be temporary. Yeah, right. Government doesn't do temporary things. They use these fake events to take more and more rights away from us. You need to stop. We need to stop taking it seriously. Absolutely.
1: Gentlemen, thank you very much. This has been a great conversation. Everybody stay strong. Question everything.